Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyerup904.com. Rise and shine, Googans, go time on a Friday morning. Hey, listen, we, we get out and about you know, quite a bit on this program, but by far our most comfortable home away from home is when we're here at Lifetime Enclosures. So comfy in here. And doesn't that make sense? That's what Lifetime Enclosures can do for you in your backyard or your back porch or uh, any other addition you want to make. So we're happy to be here again. We'll be broadcasting live all morning. Richie tells me if you stop by today, you can register to win those Welcome to Rockville tickets. And it's a quick stop by. Do it on your way to work. Get you some coffee and swing by and see us here. We're on Phillips Highway uh, between Bay Meadows and 95. Uh, you can't miss it. We'll have uh, ultimately we'll be parked out front, Richie. You'll see our vehicle parked out front. You'll see the big sign out there, Lifetime Flooring in Front, Lifetime Enclosures is where we are. So you can stop by. You can register to win those tickets. And be sure to come by tomorrow because they have an open house with all kinds of deals. You can see what this place is all about. And just for stopping by tomorrow, how about an additional 450 in savings? So, look, spring's coming. Summer's coming. It, it's time to make those upgrades you've been thinking about. I know a lot of us are in that uh, uh, same boat. E.T., how are we doing this morning? Yeah. yeah, you ready for the Super Bowl? Uh, Super Bowl? What are your big plans? You, uh, feel, I, you feel like a Super Bowl party guy to me. I, I normally am, but I, don't, I think I might just be taking it cool this year. I You're might just, just take it cool. home with mom and um, yep. just check it out nice and quiet. Just kick off the shoes and relax the feet. I hear you. I hear you. We'll be going to a little event we've been going to for years. It's fun. Um, it should be a great game. Looking forward to it. We'll talk more. We haven't really gotten into the Super Bowl game all that much. Man, I tell you what, though, the way media has changed, you know, if you're a football fan, if you're a sports fan, you have been full up with any and every angle on this football game with two weeks between the AFC-NFC Championship game weekend and tomorrow's Super Bowl. It's a fascinating matchup, man. We should be happy to have the two best teams in football. Let's hope it, it plays out to a competitive game. I think it will. You know, I, I know the Bucks got the Chiefs, and they did it with a stifling defense, and that wasn't a super competitive uh, Super Bowl. The Chiefs, for the most part, when you think back on Kansas City, and the games they've won and they've lost, they're close good games, aren't they? Now, the Chiefs usually bring you must-see TV. When they lose, it's like in overtime. or it's in, Well, it's in overtime. Their last two postseason losses outside of that Super Bowl game uh, have been in overtime. I think this is going to be a competitive game. I, I keep waffling a little bit in who I think is going to win the game. I do. I mean, I know I asked E and, and Hick yesterday who I thought they were going to win, and I am so waffled on it, I can't remember who I said. I think I said Chiefs. And as we get closer to the game in Glendale, Arizona, I start to think a little bit about that Philly defense and what number one pass defenses do historically in the Super Bowl. And what they do historically in the Super Bowl is win. Seattle took the number one pass defense into a Super Bowl against the, the high-flying record-setting Denver Broncos, and they completely shut them down. So is that, is that Philly front going to get after Patrick Mahomes uh, so quickly that those all-star corners that Philly has uh, can make plays as well? So that's going to be the key to the game. If, if the Chiefs protect Patrick Mahomes, you know, and give his guys, you know, the, the chance to get out and get into plays, get Kelsey open – um, then then the game is going to stay tight. I, I think Philly will have its success against Kansas City. 
you know, Philly has the better defense here, and both these offenses are top-line uh, explosives. So more on the game. I'll give you one little interesting note. I'm a uniform guy, as you know, E.T. We track down the uniform. In fact, out of the Trevor, you know, journal, one thing we can take around, well, something that Trevor said here uh, since the season ended. That all teal, baby. Yeah, yeah, he's all solid. One way or the other. Either one's all teal or all white, all black, whatever. He likes the solid look. So uh, here's your uniform note. Teams wearing white in the Super Bowl have won 14 of the last 17. Just saying. The team in those road whites are home whites, as they've become in, in, in some markets at some times. Whoever's wearing the white jersey has won 14 of the last 17. And in case you're wondering, the Chiefs are in white. Uh, E.T., I pulled a hickin coming in today. Oh, goodness. I didn't get my back waxed. <laughs> hey, if, 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 if y'all missed the bass, the 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 back waxing yesterday, you're lost. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. If you, if you go back and listen to it on demand. We don't have video. We have to, you know, protect the um, we have to protect the the mogul's image, right? We That's right. Yeah, we can't just throw him out there half naked, getting stuff ripped off him left and right. But I thought it played pretty well out as the radio storyline. Yeah, you uh, even although there was no video, the audio was really good. Really good, and we did have some still photos out. You can get an indication. There's one little short video that Cat took of just Hickett's face as those little girls ripped one of those wax strips off. It was classic entertainment. I'll be interested to see how he feels today. When he oh gets yes, <laughs> that skinned me. He looked like a red dill pickle. He had bumps all over him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. I saw him through the window, yeah. and I swear to God, it looked like he'd been in a, a field of poison ivy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It tickles me. I don't know. By the way, we have a new leader. We have a new clubhouse leader in Worst Punishment. I now feel uh, vindicated about my pee pants experience. That was by far my worst. And I feel, uh, I feel vindicated by that now. Because I had the red pickle yesterday, so we'll see see how he's see if he's feeling smooth and sleek today, or see if he's absolutely miserable after getting his back ripped to shreds yesterday. I've heard some people. Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything. Um, I've heard some people say that pain lasted up to a week. Et <laughs> <laughs> up to a week. <laughs> oh, should have gotten that. Should have gotten that cold tub. Oh, should have gotten that cold tub. Anyway, back to me pulling a hickin. As we uh, have told you through the years, in fact, when we walked in at Lifetime Enclosures, I was speaking to the owner here, Jeff, and we were having a conversation, you know, and I told him about how directionally challenged Hicken. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, I know. Everyone knows, right? Don't you know by now that Hicken would be great for that old show, The Amazing Race? He'd never make it out of the – he would never make the original destination, you know? If they told him that, that he was going to Athens, he'd end up in Georgia. I, it just – rather than Greece. He, he just – is so he's been here forever, and he literally can't go point A to point B. It's amazing, and the tales through the years you've heard him. So today, this isn't this isn't totally in that realm, but nonetheless, as we will track Kicken's arrival today, and we'll wonder, oh, geez, did he stay on the Beltway? Is he on the Buckman Bridge right now? Did he did he shoot down to Phillips Highway and then turn right towards downtown instead of coming down left towards us? These things are real, gang. 
Uh, so when, anyway, ET, I've told you guys I, I have a ton of different ways that I can make my way to work from where I live. I, you know, I can shoot four or five different directions, but for the most part, I shoot down Racetrack Road and I hop on the that little 9B interchange there at the Newtown Center, and then I get on 95 North and I chug 95 North, and most of the time, E, I'll get off on Southside Boulevard and uh, cruise on up to the station, right? Cruising. Okay, so today, fully aware of where I'm going. And my route would be the same. I would go down, hop on 9B, get on 95 North, uh, chug up towards. But I wouldn't go to Southside Boulevard. And of course not. I would get off on Phillips Highway because our show today is at Lifetime Enclosures on Phillips Highway. But you've heard these stories about, and I've, anyone listening to me has experienced this. Sometimes you get in your car and your internal GPS kicks in. And you daydream and think, and you just make it to where you're going. You know what I'm saying, right? Don't you do that? Doesn't everyone do that sometimes? For sure. Right? You just some, so I, uh, apparently, I clicked it into that mode as I'm cruising up I-95 North, knowing I need to get off on Phillips Highway to go to the remote. I'm fully uh, cool with that, and I'm zipping along at my normal speed, and there I go right over Phillips Highway <laughs> to Southside Boulevard where I normally get off. So now I'm like, all right. And now i got to think fast. i got to think fast. All right, what's my best route here? To hop on the south side, i got to go up a little bit, turn around, come back. Lifetime's up closer to the Bay Meadows. Do I, do I head up 95, get off Bay Meadows, and, and circle or square back around that way? And i got to make these decisions split second, E.T. Right. I got off on the south side, turned around, came back, and uh, still made it with minutes to spare, but uh, um, it annoyed me a little bit. Good job, Hit. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's – and now I, I will say this. This is the advantage of that happening with, with me versus Dan. If that had happened to Danny, he had gone by – right now, God knows, he could be in Georgia. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> right. He, he wouldn't be here yet. The show would yet to start. You'd be running uh, commercial filler uh, programming, and, you know, away we go. Uh, so we're at Lifetime Enclosures. We've got all our, you know, normal Friday favorites. Um. And we welcome you to come by and see us again. All you got to do is is register here for free. Just come in, put your name in, get those welcome to Rockville tickets. Those have been a hot property, haven't they, ET? Woo-woo. i tell you what else we got today, which is fun. It's a fun, cool idea. And so I'm going to go ahead and, and, and uh, tell you about it right off the bat here. Our buddies from the Big Orange Course, who have that awesome singing Valentine's promotion uh, every year, they've been with us for years. They'll come in studio. They'll sing a couple of ditties and remind you how you can really do something unique and you diff uh, and different for your Valentine this Valentine's Day, right? And they do these singing telegrams. I mean, it's an unbelievable deal. It's like, uh, let me pull it up here in front of me because I, I don't want to steer you wrong. I, I do know you can call three five five sing, but we'll talk more about them um, a, as we as we move along. But uh, let's see, I had it right here in front of me. Doggone. Okay, here you go. You get two songs by the quartet. You get a rose. You get a big Hershey's kiss. You get a personalized greeting card. You get a digital photo of the occasion. You get all of this for 75 bucks, and you get $5 off when you tell them you heard it here on 1010XL. They're delivering all day, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, that's the day before Valentine's and the day after. Again, it goes to charity. Major credit cards accepted. Uh, a, a, um, it's just an awesome idea. So, And you can send them to your Valentine, whether uh, she's – they could be at work. I've sent one to Mrs. P before. They can be at home, do a front porch serenade. Just so many cool aspects to this. And, again, 75 bucks. you put it to bed, you've done something unique. And I uh, want to let you know about that. So, you know, as always, you can go to uh, – you can call 355-SING 
or go to BigOrangeCourse.com and get your info there. But uh, they will make an appearance in studio. E.T., you'll get to meet them. You'll love it. I'm They'll get them right. for you uh, a little bit. And, um, and we'll fill them up with orders today, offer a good cause, and, by the way, you become uh, Mr. Unique here on Valentine's Day. All right, we got a lot uh, more to get into today. We had big news in college football. Um, it involves the SEC. It involves Texas and Oklahoma. So we'll, we'll get into that as we uh, move through our, our morning program. You know, the NBA trade deadline gave us the huge one with, with Kevin Durant yesterday. And then, boy, just a flurry of moves yesterday. It was the volume. It wasn't the players involved. I don't think that we do the show where we're going to go through these, you know, 20 – uh, exchanges that were made yesterday. If it involved one of your teams, you can do your due diligence there. But it was just the, the sheer number um, uh, of maneuvers. And, you know, you look at co- contending teams and, and what it may have done for them. NFL Awards came out yesterday, one that we were really hoping for. I'll let you know if it played out. Doug Peterson was the finalist for Coach of the Year. I'll tell you who won that. I'll tell you who won MVP. Uh, the Hall of Fame class opens its doors. There is one player on that list that I am so much more happier for than any other uh, player on that list, and I'll share that. It was a big class. Well, they have like eight or nine, I believe, E.T. Yeah, it was Primar- big. Pri- primarily dominated by defense, and it was a defender who who I feel happiest for, who I think has been deserving for a long time, and I'll, I'll share that with you a little bit uh, as well. Um, we'll check in with Captain Kevin Favor next. And we'll see what's happening out on the waters this weekend. I'll give you a football fix coming up this um, coming up this hour. So news and notes from around the National Football League. Things percolating at the Super Bowl out there on Radio Row and and otherwise. And uh, take you through the day in sports. Get you set up for a fun weekend. I'm interested to see what your Super Bowl uh, plans are. What's your favorite thing about the Super Bowl? For some of you, it's the parties. For some of you, it's just uh, getting together with your family. For some of you, it's just the enormity of the game itself. That's your primary focus. People get enthralled with the Super Bowl commercials. You got Super Bowl squares. I mean, it has just become one big uh, bonanza. Again, we are uh, at our home away from home studio today at Lifetime Enclosures. We are on Phillips Highway between uh, Bay Meadows Road and, and I-95. We're, uh, there's a racetrack uh, gas station really right across the street from us, but you'll see the 1010XL uh, vehicle out there as the sun rises to start a football Friday here on the First Coast. Again, you can register to win these Welcome to Rockville tickets. And a reminder, stop by and see them tomorrow for their open house. Uh, a f- additional 450 in savings just for stopping by. So uh, that kind of sets the table for you. We appreciate you being up and Adam with us. It's a GFL Friday. That's green for life. You're listening to The Drill on 1010XL 92.5 FM. That's such good fishing music right there. It's only appropriate enough that we fire up a pair of fair phone lines and bring in our buddy Captain Kevin Favor. Uh, let us know what's going out and about on, on the waterways. Hey, how's it going, Kev? How are we doing this morning? Morning, Frost. How are you, buddy? Doing good, man. Doing good. Yeah? Where, where, where are you at? at? I, we're at Lifetime Enclosures this morning. They've got an open okay. house this weekend. And, it's uh, again, it is the comfiest uh, remote broadcast setup that we have, as we're, which makes sense considering what they do, right? Yeah, exactly. I always love those. You know, that's always always fun. And usually somebody brings some good food. And, oh, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, what if, those that uh, find fish to be good food, how much luck are they having? So it's, 
it's it's been slow, but I mean, yeah. it hasn't been. I was was talking talking to my guys last night on the forecast show. It hasn't been as slow as the last two years. Um, there's, you know, we're, we're we're catching fish. I mean, it's not, you know, um, it's it's definitely not wide open. But this is the the slowest time of the year that we have. But we're we still catching, you know, a couple reds, um, a trip. We're we're catching some yellowmouth trout. We're catching a few specks. So, I mean, we're. We're making a day of it, and it's getting better and better. Now, the the, the weather's going to pot this weekend, but, I mean, hell, it's it, it, it's February. Um, but, you know, we, the other thing, we and, and, and you and I have actually, you know, we've been doing this report a long time, and it, it, it's interesting how February has become such a popular month for Wahoo fishermen. And, you know, this is this is the month, man. This is when they... I mean, when, when, whenever they have a chance to get out, whenever they have the, the, the ocean, um, you know, that, that lays down and they can get out, they, they hammer the Wahoo, Jeff. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of times four, five, six fish a day. Um, I think somebody the other day had like a 76 and a 101. I mean, that's, that's crazy, you know? I mean, but they have, they have learned how to fish for those fish here. And, um, I mean, it's 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 become and, and again, it's not my thing. You know, I, I I don't I don't enjoy going out when it's cold as hell and and you know when you you get out and you get wet and you're cold. And, but I mean, the guys that that, that tough it out, um, they 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 do they do very well. Uh, tomorrow, like ten to fifteen out of the northeast, always getting offshore. You may be able to fish inshore tomorrow, but then Sunday's really bad. I mean, it's uh, gust up to thirty five out of the southwest and and. Uh, you're, I mean, you're you're, you're going to have a tough time, even you know, trying to inshore fish. But dude, it's it's Super Bowl Sunday, so let's let's, <laughs> let's watch the football. You right. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It should, yeah. It should be. And, and and look, this makes sense that February would be volatile as far as fishing goes around here. Sure. Right? I mean, this week's yeah. a perfect example. You know, I mean, it could be 84 and sunny and, and clear, and two days later have a high of 55. I mean, I'm sure it makes the fish a little wacky as well. It does. It does. We were talking about that last night. They're, you know, they're even even the fish they're catching aren't real aggressive. and you know, But the water temperature is like, you know, 64, 65 degrees. It's not cold. That's but kind of, is the, that kind of warm for this time of year or no? It is. It is. Yeah. But... But you know, I mean, we've had plenty of days where, like you said, I mean, what was eighty four, eighty five yesterday? I mean, you know, you you put two or three of those days together, it'll 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 jack that water temperature way up out of the fifties. And uh, but they said the bites still just, you know, they're just picky. You know, they're 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 not hammering the baits. Um, but it, that, all that's going to change. I mean, it's it's um it's just it's just that time of year, bro. And how about my surf fishing brethren, Kev? You know, I always have a soft spot for them. That's it. Yeah, it's 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 um, you know, this been in a lull for about a year and year and a half, and that and that. Yeah, um, yeah. This is this is this is the time of the year, isn't it? When 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 the the, the whiting fishermen, and and when I say this, I I, I really don't mean surf fishermen, but the commercial okay. guys, you know, yeah. that are fishing out there in that thirty thirty five feet. This is the time of year that they they catch those big northern whiting. You know, that are like a pound, pound and a half, up to two pounds. Um, they, this is when they make their money, the, the, this time of year. And the guys that are, that are fishing the inlets, you know, like St. Augustine Inlet is, it, you know, the guys that are anchored up, what I call the whiting fleet, they're doing, they're doing really well. 
How far out do they go to catch those, Kev? Because I know, uh, because it's also a time of year, by the way, that you will come across that bigger whiting in the surf. I don't know if it's the time of year, but you can't come across that that bigger whiting in the surf as well. I mean, compared to the normal, you know, little 10 inchers that you're used to catching. So uh, my curiosity is, does whiting live offshore or does it stay primarily in the, like, how do the commercial whiting fishermen catch whiting? Where? So, so, so they'll, 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 depending on the wind. You know, let's just say you have you have a west wind. They'll start in there at like twenty feet, and then they drift. You know, so they, they just ride offshore then, right? Basically. Where, oh yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. where whiting live. They don't. Yeah. How far out do whiting go offshore? Do they go at all offshore? No, not very far. Yeah, yeah, not very far. You know, I, I would say two miles. You yeah. know, it would 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 be would be about the max. I mean, and, that, and that's, where, that's the furthest I've ever seen them. And, and how far off? Shore, are we here where you're 20 feet deep? How far out is that? Oh, you know, from the uh, beach. 20 feet deep is probably 150 yards. Yeah, so I mean, really, that's yeah. you know, again, they're they're catching the heck out of them. There, it would seem to make sense that you would have at least some. Yeah, luck yeah. You, and you you'll catch a few, but I mean, they'll they'll catch. I mean, they'll catch 50 to 100. You know. Right. Oh so, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not comparing yeah. that to that. I just no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, but yeah, you'll 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 catch a few of those 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 big. Big bull whiting this time of year. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, outdoor show tomorrow. Outdoor show tomorrow. Absolutely, we'll be there. Can't wait. Who do you have in the in, in the in the Super Bowl? Who are you pulling for? Who do you think's going to win? You know, I'm 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 pulling for the Chiefs. Okay. Um, uh, you know, a- AFC guy, but um, absolutely have nothing against Philadelphia. Yeah, I, me I, I love the team. You know, um, I, I love the stories, everything about them, and and, and I think that. Uh, Personally, I think the, the the defensive line, the Philadelphia Eagles, is is, is going to be the biggest difference in, well, in the game. You know, I mean that's that's just my. I, I, but it's 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 funny. You know, I I think the majority of what I've listened to all week, uh, it sounds like more people are are falling towards Philadelphia's side, which which for sure. yeah, I would never bet on this game. Never, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't it, have a that's clue. A tough one. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, wouldn't yeah, even be. You know. They have that thing in the game, you know, a teaser where you can add six points to the line one way or the other. I wouldn't even feel comfortable with that. This thing no, me either. It could go. Now, the one thing I'll say is typically if the Chiefs do lose a game, they usually are in the game. They, You know what I mean? They lose their game yeah. in overtime. So, you know, I, if the Eagles win, I think it'll be a close game. I don't think there's going to be a blowout either way. I suppose there could be, but it, it kind of feels like it's going to be 27-24 or one of, the, one of those types of games. And I'm with you and, and what – there's a certain playoff stat I'm about to get to. It's a good timing on your point when, when we're uh, concluded here. And it speaks to a – I mean, when you think about winning championship football, when you think about w- uh, winning at this time of year, Kevin, you often think about defense and rushing the football, don't we? Yep. Right? Absolutely. Those are good indicators, right? Because, for one thing, if you're running the football, if you're high – you've got high rushing numbers, it's typically because you're ahead, right? No yep. one's Unless you're the 49ers down to no quarterback, no one's running the ball down 31-14. So <laughs> – yeah. Um, the, the Eagles show up pretty well in a couple of those categories, and we'll, uh, we're we going to get to that in a second. But I'll let you get on your way. Outdoor show tomorrow. Captain Kevin is Fishing Report every Friday right here. Appreciate it, Kev. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. All right, my man. There he goes. That's uh, Captain Kevin Favor with Fishing Report uh, each and every week. All right, here we go. We can look at it a couple different ways. Let's look at it right now um, from strictly, though, a postseason standpoint. Now I'll tell you why. Because – we're playing the best teams now, or at least we should be. More on that in a second from the Eagles' standpoint. But 
you know, I can look at regular season stats and tell you that the Eagle that the the the, the Chiefs were the number one offense in football, and the Eagles were the number one pass defense and and close to number one overall. They may have been the number one overall defense, although I think that was the 49ers. So you got the number one pass defense against the number one offense in football. You know, I told you earlier, that's happened twice before in Super Bowl history. Both times the defense won. Both times the number one pass defense faced the number one pass offense in the Super Bowl. The team with the number one pass defense won the game. Now, the Eagles pass defense is is predicated on getting to the passer. They've done it another eight times in the postseason. The Eagles lead... The postseason in sacks. They have eight. Um, Chiefs have seven. Jags, by the way, zero. You want to talk about getting to the Super Bowl? You want to talk about taking the next step? The further we move we get from the regular season, the more convinced I am that the defense needs to be overhauled, man. It needs to be overhauled. We don't need The Jaguars can't afford to sit around and, and accept mediocrity at positions. So they got to do their darndest to find upgrades in talent that can lift this defense to a point that they can compete on this level because they're not going to be able to with the defense that that is trotting out right now. They're just not. Zero sacks in the postseason? Well, here are your Super Bowl teams. One has eight, the other has seven. So, you know, there's a sign. Meanwhile, in the postseason, again, these are postseason stats. The Eagles are averaging 208 yards a game on the ground, okay? But that's more impressive because the Eagles are giving up 195 yards a game total. Through two playoff games, the Eagles have run for more yards per game than they've allowed total per game. Now, there's this, okay? The Eagles road in the postseason has been most fortunate, right? They got the Giants, who were the seventh seed. And now, look, it's easy to say after the fact, because the Giants were playing pretty good football coming in, right? They won they, they, they won a game at Minnesota in the postseason already. They, they were, you know, it's not fair just because Philly blew them out to say they're no good. But in hindsight, it was the seventh seed. And then you got really probably the second-best team in the NFC, the 49ers, and you got them, like, with no chance, with no quarterback. So, yeah, the, the Eagles are, you know, not giving up anything in the postseason defensively, 195 yards, but they've, you know, they, they there's a reason for that. But if you look at, you know, one of the common denominators for winning championship-level football, okay, one of the common denominators is playing defense and running the ball, right? Well, if through two games the Eagles are averaging more yards rushing per game than they're giving up in total yards per game, that seems to be a pretty good formula. So, um, you know, the Chiefs' offense in the postseason has only been fifth best. The Jags' offense, more yards per game. Um, I, it, it, it's, it, this is that classic confrontation. And the difference is the Eagles seem to be explosive offensively as well. I mean, they haven't even had to turn to the pass game much here this postseason, but it has certainly proven itself. With Jalen Hurts... A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. They're, they are um, in fantastic shape to be able to match Kansas City. So, 
you know, as I said, I thought yesterday maybe I, I'm I'm pulling for the Chiefs. It's not a strong pull, but I'm rooting for them. You know what I am? I'm kind of a retribution guy. I'm kind of a revenge guy, and I know Andy Breed doesn't have that personality, and he doesn't need anybody carrying this torch for him. But I'll root for a guy who just got summarily dismissed in Philadelphia and sent off to Kansas City where he's won a Super Bowl. I'll root for him. Yeah, it's been 10 years. I don't know what to tell you. I still will root for Andy Reid in his return to Philly, um, or against Philly, I should say. Obviously not uh, to Philly. Um, Hall of Fame class was announced yesterday. My one beef with the Hall of Fame voters, this this annoys me. Um, my one beef is when they wait so long that a guy who waited his whole life to hear his name called has now sadly left us. So, my halfway unfurl my middle finger to the Hall of Fame committee as I do at least give happy news for a variety of families. The families of, of Ken Riley. Ken Riley, when he... It's like... I don't have the stats in front of me. But he's like top five all-time in interceptions. I think when Ken Riley retired, he was first or second in interceptions all time. Long career with the Bengals. He should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. Ken Riley played at FAMU. He coached at FAMU. So this is a win for the FAMU family. It's a win for the Ken Riley family. Uh, It's a win for the HBCU family. And I'm I'm happy for, for Ken Riley that he got in the Hall of Fame. But yet a part of me is just a little bit bitter that Ken Riley goes into the Hall of Fame after having passed in 2020. And it annoys me that Ken Riley's no stronger a Hall of Fame candidate right now than he was 10 years ago when you could have put the guy in and, I don't know, maybe he could have enjoyed it a little bit. I'll say the same thing about Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin's not a young man. Tom Coughlin's a Hall of Famer. He's going to end up in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I don't know where this should fit in the prerequisites, but if you're the Hall of Fame committee and you're weighing Tom Coughlin against Mike Holmgren, Holmgren's going to be around longer. I mean, I don't even mean to. This isn't macabre. This is just common sense, man. I will bet you every penny that you will ever make your entire lifetime that Tom Coughlin will be a Hall of Famer. You can look 100 years in the future at the the, the Hall of Fame uh, Class, Tom Coughlin's going to be in it. How about we get a little mo- mo- you know, momentum going? Don Coriel goes into the hall yesterday. God bless Don Coriel. What'd he do? I miss Don Coriel holding up the Super Bowl trophy. Oh, yeah, he never even went to one. My bad. Revolutionized the game. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. He started passing it around, changed it pass happy. That's great. You know what the other pass happy teams have done, you know? Won titles. I I don't mean to demean Don Coriel. He's got a fantastic resume. Anyone who makes it to the final star. But if you got Don Coriel over Tom Coughlin, then you don't know a damn thing about football. I don't know how else to say it. If we played a football game and Tom Coughlin coached one team and Don Coriel coached the other and they played 16 times, we're going to go 13-3 and three and off to the playoffs. Okay. But uh, happy for Ken Riley. It comes a couple years too late. It's a, a bit annoying to me if you ask. We'll go through the fur, full Hall of Fame class when we come back on the other side. I'll give you that. Uh, also give you the award winners. MVP, Coach of the Year. Uh, listen, I think we all agree 
coulda, woulda, shoulda been Doug Peterson. I, I mean, but I told you and I thought, not, well, I told you. It's <laughs> not how I mean to say that. I thought that Brian Dayball's case would resonate more nationally. Doesn't take into account the playoffs. And in the playoffs, quite frankly, the Giants and, and, and Jags both had an impressive win in the playoffs. The Giants had to go on the road, and the Jags had to come from, you know, eight zillion points behind. They each then lost their next playoff game. The Jags certainly more competitive, but the playoffs don't factor into that. So you got to remember that. And Dayball took a took a dumpster fire with the Giants. They've been picking in the top five these last four or five years, too. Hadn't gone anywhere. Hadn't gotten anything out of their quarterback. Uh, and Dayball pushed a lot of the right buttons. Did it aggressively? Remember, right out of the gate, didn't they go for two to beat Tennessee in the opening week? I think they did. I think they scored late. Went for two right away, told his team, you know, we're here to win. Man, the Giants got a lot better, and Brian Dayball is your uh, coach of the year. Um you ready for today's Shazam Spotlight? E.T., you are going to, if you have not seen this, E.T., you are going to slap the palm of your hand on your forehead. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right, spoiler alert when we get to the awards when we come back on the other side. I've already spoiled the coach of the year. May as well spoil MVP. Patrick Mahomes wins MVP. Second time in six years. Well, second time in five years. Second time in a six-year career. Patrick Mahomes is your MVP. It was a real close vote. He got... Uh, 50, uh, 490 total points. Um, looks like 50 first, 48 uh, first place votes. He pretty much dominated. Jalen Hurts got one first place vote. Uh, Josh Allen got one. Joe Burrow got one. Justin Jefferson got one. Nick Bosa got one. Guess who was sixth in the MVP voting, E.T.? Who that? Shazam, the Shazam Spotlight brought to you by ShazamAuto.com and the Murray Ford Superstore. Stark and Kings, and take that short drive. Six. Oh, hold on. Maybe it's seven. One, two, three, four, five. Seventh. Seventh in the MVP voting. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Shazam. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, more votes than Michael Parsons. Seventh, more than you know, other uh, you know, um, Klingers, Herbert, Tua, Gino. None of these guys are actual MVPs that are even close to being. Neither is Trevor. His total vote tally was three, um, four ninety for Mahomes, one ninety three for Jalen Hurts, one fifty one for Josh Allen, one twenty eight for Joe Burrow, fifty five for Justin Jefferson, twenty for Nick Bosa, and then seventh. Barely ahead, but ahead of everyone else. Seventh in MVP voting, Trevor Lawrence. Shazam! I don't... That shocks me. Uh, It does. I mean, look, that's not in any indication at all that Trevor Lawrence came anywhere close to being the MVP. He's not even in the same ballpark as these other dudes. But it surprised me, even by a thin vote, that he shakes out over everyone else in the NFL. Huh. That's today's Shazam Spotlight, brought to you by ShazamAuto.com. We're live at uh, Lifetime Enclosures today. We also got a, uh, a little special presentation back in the home studios. The Big Orange Course will be in 355 Sing. Order those singing uh, Valentine's, just $75. Unbelievable deal. Super cool. Go to BigOrangeCourse.com and find out all the details on that one. But uh, they'll fill up fast, but they'll give you a little uh, sampling of what they do. Meanwhile, stop by Lifetime uh, tomorrow, Saturday. They got an open house. 
get an additional 450 in savings um, in addition to everything else that's going on. Uh, go buy uh, flooring, go buy enclosures, and get yourself squared away for maybe a new spring or summer room as well while you're at it. You're listening to The Drill, live on location this morning. We're back with a football fix next on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, we're back on a GFL Friday. That's Green for Life. Look for those bright green trucks and cans all over town. We're at our home away from home studio at Lifetime Enclosures. Stop by this weekend. They got an open house, all kinds of great deals. More on that. Man, you knew this was coming. It's just a matter of drawing the financial line in the sand. But in 2024, and I'll remind you, gang, that's next football season. So the 2023 college football season will play out with the SEC as currently constructed, but now coming in early, starting in 2024, Texas and Oklahoma. Um, it's made official yesterday. They go through the bargaining. Now, don't forget the Big 12 has already added UCF, Houston, Cincinnati, and BYU, which is going to make for one interesting se- I think those teams all go in next year, so it's going to make one interesting year where all those new Big 12 teams will be there with the two uh, that are getting ready to take off. Um, I, I, the viability of the Big 12 is is certainly questionable. You know, it, it, it just is. And it's a valid question to wonder. This is the sidebar to losing. You know, you lost Texas A&M. You lost Colorado. You've lost, you've lost uh, Nebraska. Now you're going to lose Oklahoma and Texas, Okay. So, look, TCU, Baylor, um, Texas Tech, we've seen some of the other, I don't want to call them lesser schools, some of the other schools in the Big 12 have, you know, dream seasons, have great seasons. TCU had one this year, be top five teams, go to, you know, New Year's Six Bowl games. But I wonder if if they can, if there aren't those other big dogs carrying the banner for the conference, right? Do you get the same players at Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU, Cincinnati, Houston, when you tell the guys you're recruiting that you're going to play Baylor, Texas Tech, Cincinnati, and Houston, and you're not telling them you're going to be going and playing at Austin against Texas or playing in Norman, Oklahoma? Those two big boys, though, now officially leaving early where they will head to the SEC to begin playing the 2024 season, which means this year's uh, SEC meetings are going to be interesting because you're going to have to come up with some sort of definite format for the newfangled look of the conference. You got there's going to be some adjustment, whether you completely eliminate divisions, whether you go to you know four team slots. There'll be 16 teams now in the SEC, up from 14. Uh, that's something uh, for all of us to certainly keep our eye out on. All right, let's get to news and notes from around the National Football League. We call it a football fix. It's brought to you this morning by the Big Orange Chorus. They'll be in studio with us in a little bit. Three five five sing, get that singing Valentine. Yeah, what a terrific idea! It's only seventy five bucks. You get a big Hershey's kiss. You get a rose. Uh, they go to your Valentine. A virtual Valentine's also available. I mean, uh, you you talk about bang for the buck. This is a cool thing we do every year, and uh, thousands of satisfied customers out there. Three five five sing or BigOrangeChorus.com. Uh, do it now. They're delivering all day Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Patrick Mahomes wins his second career MVP. I told you that. Doug Peterson actually finishes third in the Coach of the Year voting. I I told you that Brian Dable won uh, for Coach of the Year. These awards came uh, last night, by the way. 
Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers, look, he did an admirable job uh, maneuvering that ship through all their injury issues as well. Uh, but Peterson with 75 points was a distant third place, uh, by the way. Um, in fact, Peterson, while he finished third, had less first place votes than Sean McDermott and Nick Sirianni, who both finished behind him uh, in the overall vote. But still, hey, not bad. Uh, Trevor shockingly shows up seventh in the MVP voting. Not so shocking when you consider that everyone from seventh down has like a vote or two. Uh, but Doug Peterson, a legitimate third place finish, coach of the year. And it's just this uh, overall feeling, big things coming for the Jaguars uh, down the road. Um, the Hall of Fame class announced defense-centric. I told you, Ken Riley, I feel feel happy for him, the FAMU fam. I'm disappointed that, that we lost Ken Riley a couple years back. Uh, Rondé Barber, the buck, he goes in. Uh, Jarrell Revis, Revis Island, he's in. But DeMarcus Ware was that, that kind of surprising to me he didn't go in last year, to be honest. DeMarcus Ware and all those sacks, uh, he goes in as well. Um... You know, I shouldn't have, you know, completely used Tom Coughlin's platform to bemoan uh, Don Coriel going in. But, yeah, Don Coriel uh, goes in with all those titles he won. Grand total of zero. Um, Chuck Halley, a linebacker who was a defensive MVP of the Super Bowl. Uh, Joe Klecko. I love old Joe Klecko. He's a nice character in the NFL. I have a hard time feeling like Joe Klecko was a Hall of Famer. I mean, at all. I, I don't. Uh, anyway, doesn't register with me. Uh, Joe Thomas, the uh, former tackle of the Browns, gets in. Zach Thomas finally in at the linebacker position. Um, and that pretty much rounds out your Hall of Fame class this year. And, you know, next year, again, we continue to, to pump the case for one. Uh, Fred Taylor, among the first-year eligibles next year, Julius Peppers and uh, Antonio Gates. Justin Jefferson was the offensive player of the year. After a career best performance, I, I'm i a bit confused. I mean, it's not a huge deal, but I'm a bit confused that the MVP of the league who plays offense isn't the offensive player of the year. It's strange to me. Anyway, uh, the league has created a, a top running back award, the, initial, uh, the uh, Jim Brown Award. And your inaugural winner, Josh Jacobs, who had, boy, what a career year for the Raiders. And uh, Nick Bosa, by the way, your defensive player of the year. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. Hick and Arrival and more uh, come your way next. We'll get a back update. we got that going for us. Uh, we're live at Lifetime Enclosures. They have a big weekend plan. Uh, stop by and see them for their open house. Uh, both Lifetime Enclosures and Lifetime Flooring up to an additional 450 in savings on that. And if you come by our remote broadcast this morning, we've got a registration box here. You can register to win free tickets to uh, Welcome to Rockville. So that would be exciting. Dan Hicken is going to perform the entire set list of Welcome to Rockville a little bit later today. After the big orange chorus perform, you know, they're four gentlemen after his own heart. So, all right, you're listening to The Drill. We are live at Lifetime Enclosures, and we'll be back with more next on 1010XL. The Drill on 1010XL. From the studios of Republic Services, we'll handle it from here. Your work is unparalleled. Uh, JTB. Sure. Turn left on Phillips. Turn left on Phillips. There's always a chance maybe you could turn right towards downtown, but you've got that down now. I got that down, sir. And then there's, there's always that uneasy feeling of where is it on the right side? Where is it? Did I pass it Did already? I miss it? Yeah. But there's also a sip and go on the other side. So I like to get that and get my cola. And there's also a big, you know, bold sign out there. Well, that helps. Also an indicator. That helps. But that's one that I could miss easily. I had a bit of a hicken 
uh, incident this morning oh, driving in. Congratulations. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> thank you. Um, I'll do it quick because mm-hmm. uh, I've already told it. But, you know, I was driving in. You know, I knew we were coming here, right? I drive up 95 North. I get off on South Side to go to the radio station sure every do. morning. So I'm driving up knowing i got to get off on Phillips and go there. And suddenly my internal GPS kicked on, and I'm not even aware of what I'm doing, and I'm going right over Phillips Highway. Oh, no. So I got on, off South Side, turned around. The difference between me and you is I can quickly adjust to get back and, you know, mm-hmm. get on. Uh-huh. How is the back feeling this morning? That's what people want to oh, know. Oh, I appreciate sitting, that. You're sitting back against the rattan chair here. You know, it doesn't look like you're hurting, baby, per se. It's baby smooth. Is it? Oh, it's baby smooth. Is it any Girls itching, did a nice pain, job. anything? No, no itching. Nothing? Um, no pain? Nothing uh, lingering? A couple of spot, maybe. But nothing... But- that you even notice, really? No. Wow. No, it's uh oh, I just, sleek. I like, you're sleeker than you've ever been since you, since you, since you, I liked, since you were a, 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 like a baby. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say, I'll say I like to touch my back. I was gonna say I like to touch myself. I like to touch my back right now because it's so smooth. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I may sell um, <laughs> those folks in encourage people pads. to come to Lifetime Enclosures, come in and uh, rub, your touch, back. rub my back <laughs> because it's like a baby's bottom. <laughs> and we all love baby's bottoms. What do we do? So, um, yeah. In context. Richie, um, you feel me on that? Yeah, you're good with that. Richie, you, would you like to rub his back? You want to rub no? my back, Rich? Yeah, I know, I don't. Put your fingers right here, Richie, <laughs> the top of the back. Well, the interesting thing, I guess, about the back wax, too, is it's not like, like if you shave, you rub it after a day, and it's like, you know, razor-sharp stubble. Yeah, yeah. But when they wax it, I guess, you're probably going to stay smooth for a while, aren't you? be smooth for, like, a, a good month, I and, think. And BWR, she was a fan? Or? Very happy. Good. Nice. Very happy. Might go do the front. I don't know. Was that suggested? Was that brought up? No, it wasn't. She knows better. The front would hurt. Oh, Martha Can you imagine? Mary. Because the, oh. the back is certainly, you know, fluffier than, than most. Oh. But that front of yours, yeah. Yeah, that's bear-like. That's like putting it down yeah, on a bear screen rug. Yeah. That, yeah. you. There would, would have been a big hit in the 70s, those big barrel, bushy chests. With the, oh, yeah. Right? That was your era, buddy. That was. Yeah. Me and Burgundy. Now they shave it off, Hick. You know, they're all metro. Burgundy. All, Burgundy walk. Burgundy had, had a nice big had fluffy had nice hairy chest. Flow up there. Yeah, Hicken's got a hairy chest. Those, <laughs> I'm not afraid. Those girls out there, they, they they know. We know where they are. They know. Furry fans. Um, But, yeah, so, yeah, all good. You know, it's. Uh, well, good. I'm glad. Paid my debt to society. You did. It was, it was excellent radio. It was uh, excellent Ugh. content. It was a. Uh, it was it it was a terrible. I I do think it's past P pants is the worst one. I watched uh, uh, a good amount of the NFL award show last night. It okay. was good. It was uh, a couple things I didn't know. Jim Brown must be very sick because okay. he looked terrible. Well, I, he's I don't know what's sick. wrong with him. I mean, I was uh, like old, like gaunt, like uh oh, age. Age is probably what's wrong with him. I, I just remember seeing him. Although, what's Jim Brown, 78? Recently different. Not, so, some, I'm sure one of the Googans will tell us. But I, I, we I have no text line today, so we're on our own. Oh, now. okay. All right. I'll figure it out. Well, he, was, he did not look good. I mean, almost like they made an announcement. Emmett and uh, Barry Sanders came out and made an announcement that it was the uh, – they were naming the rushing award the Jim Brown Award. Right, right. Which is great. I mean, Jim Brown – my dad always told me, you know, Jim Brown's the best football player you've ever seen. Daniel, you should watch him. He's, you know, he he, he was great. 86. 86. There you go. There's yeah. your answer. Yeah. But anyway, uh, God bless him. But, yeah, yeah it was uh, – so so that struck me. The, the program itself is, I thought, very well done. And I I, I shouldn't say I, – I watched a good amount, but I, I flipped back and forth. I didn't see the beginning. So – 
but it's very well produced as an award show. I was thinking of our friend uh, uh, Andy Jacobs who used to do the Jaspers. He would be jealous of how good that show is. Yeah, the one last night. I mean, they had he has a little. They, they had, had a few bits. more resources than J.K. Absolutely, uh, and and it was very. The Jasper stood the, the test of time. It was I, a very good show. I, I, for where we were, yeah. it'd be local production. Yeah, it was terrific. Yeah. But 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 my, they had they had great bits. They had singing. Kelly Clarkson was a good host. I, I didn't. I wasn't even aware to be honest. With yeah, you. I was, was watching the Hawks. The retooled Hawks beat the Suns. Yeah, I, I was flipping around. I, I finished up the Shooter three seasons, so that was wow, good. good for you. Yeah, it was very good. I enjoyed it. Maybe I'll get into that. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I didn't busy like, weekend though. I didn't we, like the ending, but yeah, we have plans tomorrow. I've got a Super Bowl little party that I go to every year. I'll be doing on Sunday. Yeah, we're doing. We're going to busy. see. We're making our one in eighteen year appearance. With Get Smart John, that yeah. is scheduled for tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, table will be reserved. We will arrive around 645, um, play Super Bowl trivia, and have a good time. And then get out of there as fast as we can. No, I'm kidding. No, we're going to hit yeah, the fireball. We're going to hit don't hard. Drink, so that won't be happening. I perhaps will hit the fireball. Yeah. Uh, but that means I'll have to, you know, make Mrs. P drive. I don't like doing that. We may double down on some bets and take our winnings. Well, I'm, you yeah, know, we're open to that. You guys want to? Yeah, you guys want to? You want some? Yeah. I mean, we said yesterday your best, your best strategy. If Dan and I are coming to play the Super Bowl trivia, right? Yeah. I mean, immediately we are in lock as the huge favorites, right? I huge, mean, huge, like one to five favorites. Yeah. So really, the only chance for the rest of you Googans who are there, <laughs> and I advise against this. Yeah. But you need to get a corner table where you can hold your phone under the table and cheat. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to keep up with this. You got to. And maybe even have your Guganella do it for you because yeah. she's sweeter and doesn't. You look shady. You look sketch. So I, right. But try and get one of those tables that's far away and, yeah. and do what you're not supposed to do and cheat for all the answers because it's the only way you'll keep up with this. So that's coming up tomorrow. That'll be fun. Uh, back to the award show. Mahomes wins MVP. Got 48 or 50 first place votes. Did you see who was seventh? Running away. Uh, I heard you say. Yeah. I chuckled, though, when you said he had three points. <laughs> three. He had three points. I got three, buddy. <laughs> um, it, it, was a, it was basically unanimous, though. I mean, it was 48 and two other first-place votes, and that's it. So. I'm surprised that Jalen Hurts wasn't, it wasn't closer. Uh, Mahomes pulled hurt. away, and Hurts got hurt. Yeah. So, I know. I'm still surprised. It's hard to, hard to vote for anyone else. When you I look at the, the passing numbers and how clear Mahomes was of everyone else. Yeah, so. but what about the fact By the that way, Patrick Mahomes right now, I would say this right now, doesn't matter if he wins Sunday or not, Hall of Famer. He's already accomplished enough. Got two MVPs, Super Bowl channel. You might yeah. be right. He's, I mean, there's guys who played their whole career with two MVPs and one Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, we don't have to worry about it. He's played another 10 years and winning more of each yeah. probably. But, but he's MVP. Here, here's he's the, already in Canton. Here's the argument I have for Hurts. Mm-hmm is that Patrick Mahomes did exactly what he was expected to do with the Chiefs. Yeah, but do you say so you punish him for that? No. Okay. No. But Jalen Hurts did way more than anyone expected with the Eagles. They have the same record. I think as far as the wins and losses. Yeah. I think if you tell me he's going to have, have the same. Yeah. He had 22 touchdowns. No, he ran for how many? 13. Yeah. Um, counts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Trevor ran for five. I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm speaking out both sides of my mouth. Yeah. I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts should have been the MVP. I, I thought he would be closer, but yet, I mean, you got to put one first, one second. Yeah. Most are going to put Mahomes first. Mahomes is Mahomes is the he's the face of the league. He's the best player in the league. He yeah. could be MVP every year. Yeah, like I said, it two- just didn't feel to me like Patrick Mahomes that had that crazy, outrageous year we've seen him have. Because oh, he's had 
even more outrageous sure. years, and nobody else rivaled him this year. I think the passing numbers went down this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, for sure. Yeah. How, how many touchdown passes did Mahomes end up with? Uh, I'd say 30? high 30s, yeah. 36, 37. It, nothing. So you do the 22 and then the 15 rushing for yeah. Hurts. But I, the, you know what? The, I'm not saying I think that's going to happen. The Eagles should win the game. They're the better team. They have the much better defense. They have just as many offensive pieces. I don't think it's much better, but it's better. I think if Mahomes plays a, a, a one for the ages, the Chiefs win. And if he doesn't, the Eagles win. That's I think how I look at it. I think it's the other way. I, not the other way. I think there's another, like, indicator to me. If, 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 if the Eagles sack, you know, Mahomes, if they're on Mahomes then all day, then that's, they'll win. And they had four. 70 sacks. Yeah. And, and by the way, um, just a little postseason stat. Mm-hmm. The Eagles have, in their two postseason wins, the Eagles have averaged more yards rushing than they've given up total yards allowed. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, I look forward to it. I hope it's a good game. And I think the higher scoring it is, the more advantageous it is for the Chiefs. I do too. So, but we'll see. It so feels anyway, like it's 27-24, 30-20. It feels like one of those to me. Back to the, uh, back to the award okay. show. So, uh, like I said, Kelly Clarkson was great. They did some singing. Uh, they had a uh, – I think it was NFL players. Again, I, I kind of was flipping back and forth. They sang this um, – they wrote songs to popular songs with football stuff, like uh, we do. Okay. And and they were very good, but they, this one talented choir, I think it might have been NFL players, but I'm not sure. Uh, Big Orange Chorus, maybe. Yeah, sang a tribute to all those who had passed. It was really nice. They had the graphics, and so that was really good. Um when they did that, uh, we, we talk, I know you talked about Dougie P not winning, whatever. I mean, it, it, I don't think Dougie P is losing any sleep. It would have been nice. We all would have voted for Dougie P. And guess what? All of New York would have voted for Brian Dayball sure. and all of they San Francisco real, would vote for Shani. Real and, similar. Uh, Dayball yeah. and Peterson had real similar resumes. They yeah. both took dumpster fires and made them something. Yeah, it was good. Good, good year for both those guys. So, uh, <laughs> Dayball goes up. And I didn't know this about Brian Dayball, and you could check on this. So he, he's taking everybody, and he gets to the end, and he went, he kind of went a little Antonio Cromartie on me for a second. What do you mean? Well, he, so he goes, and I want to thank my wife, Vera. I don't know her name. And all of our kids, Billy, John, Fred, Sam, Terry, Karen, Lee, Michelle, and Stephanie. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> He has that many kids? I, mean, I think he might have six or seven. I mean, I was like, dang, well, Dan Ball. Re- Dan's referencing one time they they had to ask uh, <laughs> Antonio to list all 18 of his. Yeah, he went. It was good. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, he slowed down a little bit. I, I got to look at Brian Dayball. He had, he had, uh, he has a big family is what oh. he's got. So I didn't know that about him. So that was kind of funny. And I think people kind of, kind of, got a kick out of that. So, um, uh, like I said, uh, um, Walter Payton, Man of the Year, Dak Prescott, and I don't like when pe- guys win that award. I find myself like feeling respect for him. You know, it's, well, it's, you it's, should. It's, That's it's what a, the award's about. Yeah, it's a tremendous honor for Dak, and he was very eloquent up there, and he's very good. And you know, he he lost a brother to suicide, so he does a lot with mental health, um, and he does a lot of things in the Dallas area. So tip of the cap. To him, and they, they they play that award up, and they should. And they have been for a while. Yeah, and, you know. And, Didn't uh, Calais win that one yeah, year? Yeah, Calais was up there on stage last night. Um, he's sort of been a, a poster 
uh, child for that award. But, yeah, so he was there. And, and, and all shoot, all 32 dudes who were nominated came out on stage earlier. Uh, the Hall of Fame is what the Hall of Fame is. I mean, again, I, you know, uh, I'm very happy for Ken Riley, who lived in Jacksonville for a long time. And, and I'm, I'm sure it's bittersweet for his family because Ken Riley's not with us right. anymore, and he should have been in. I think he's, he was a Hall of Famer 10 years ago. Yeah. It's, it's annoying. He's been a Hall of Famer since his career. And, 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 I, and I, I extrapolated out uh, to another step. You know, Tom Coughlin's 78 years old. Yeah. What are we waiting on? Yeah. Right, does anyone think in 30 years, and when you look at the Hall of Fame, Tom Coughlin's not in? Yeah. Why do these – to the point that I'm starting to think the older I get and I pay more attention – they should prioritize guys that are still with sure. you. Sure, especially th- those committees. Right, it's just yeah. it's so. By the way, bizarre. Don Coriel, God bless him, is not more deserving than Tom Coughlin. And next year, I'll take it. It might be Mike Holmgren. He's yeah. not more deserving than Tom Coughlin. But Holmgren's in the conversation. Coriel should not be in the conversation. Yeah. I don't find Don Coriel. I cannot put a coach into the Hall of Fame who never won a championship. I yeah. can't do it. Yeah. What contribution did you make? Not when not, there's not when there's others right. who have. Not what? Not one. Yeah. By the way, didn't play for one. No. You're a head coach that's going to the Hall of Fame yeah. because you were the first to say, screw it, I'm going to throw it 40 times. I mean, and again, I'll, I'll, for Freddie T, you know, I I, know. I, I'm disappointed. I, like I say, Zach Thomas, great player. Fred T ran right over him. Rondé Barber, eh, good, good corner. Hall of Famer, I don't know. I, there, there was a few on there. that Joe uh, Klecko. What? Well, he's a he's a veterans guy. Had, so what? You should still be a Hall of Famer. The uh, vets just get to put you in. I think you got to look up the sacks on Joe Clark. Man, I, don't, I, don't I don't know, know dude. I yeah. mean, he may have had a couple of years. I, yeah. That's right in the wheelhouse of our sports fandom. Joe Klecko was part of a sack exchange. Great story for. I mean, we're gonna put the grit splits in. Hick while I we're mean, at it. here's the thing. You hate to pick apart Hall of. They're all deserve. You know what? If you get to the final, final. We're putting too finals. many in, man. I'm starting to go Dion on this thing. Well. Because they put a lot of veteran guys in. Because so look, that's what I kept seeing. You know, when they're they they put in five guys. You know, they put in five guys, and then there was all these, and then there's the coach, and then there's the veterans, and so. But you're right. Maybe if you're going to put in a veteran, you take one of the other guys out. You know. But anyway, that's. I the, mean, my man Joe Klecko has 78 career sacks. Yeah. Plus, come on, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's a Jaguar career. Give me a break, dude. Come on. No, Jag has 78 careers. We will eventually, one day. Josh Allen will play here 12 years, and we'll get there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. At 60, yeah, you may be right. Maybe 13 years then, you get it up to. But anyway, so, yeah, I'd like to see TC and Freddie T, obviously, as everyone else would. I mean, those guys. That, but it hurts me that we can't even get Fred in the room, and that bothers me. It's early, though. It's early. He's just now gotten into that main, you know, well, conversation. He's might be early 20- for – 25 for some, but ain't early for us who've watched him, and now he's been out of the league for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Fred's so. a young man. He, his 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 resume is going to be bolstered each and every year because no one's going to approach him. And yeah. You can't ignore. Here's the thing. But here's what happens. In a subjective. But here's what happens. Adrian Peterson is going to get in ahead of him if we keep going. If, once he's five years yeah. out, and then. Uh, and that's it. There's no. There's another guy up there. Who else is up there? Uh, uh, Frank Gore yeah. is going to get in. And that's it. There's Jaguar no. fans will cheer for Frank Gore. Though. <laughs> yeah, but here the, the reality though is, and then after that, we're going to get to a point where the top thirty are in, except for number sixteen. Yeah. They're going to have to put him in. Yeah. And then somebody else is going to get in behind him, and then we're going to be like, oh. Yeah, and there are those that are similar to him. Steven Jackson, right? I Steven mean, Steven Jackson. That's and- a fair. If he went in, uh, you know, with Fred or over Fred, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. yeah. But 
and Fred's a Hall of Famer, and it will it, that will end up that way. Yeah, I don't. I you know sooner so rather is than Tom. later. I think Fred and Tom both. Yeah, be in Tom. The, hall. The, the fact that Tom isn't even in the wash cycle yet is just yeah, that was, surprising. That was embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing it was for the bit. Hall. I mean, the guy again. If he had if he had won one, oh, okay, you right. Know? But not only what he did with the Giants, which is win two Super Bowls for the New York well, Football and Giants Belichick. and beat Belichick twice, but also what he did in Jacksonville and building the franchise to success so quickly yeah. and early. So anyway, but you know we've all we've all stated this a million times, and and uh, so anyway we're warming up. We got a good Friday today, good good Friday. We're at Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, tell people where we are, Jeff. Um, we are on uh, Phillips Highway there between. Uh, Bay Meadows Road and I-95. Mm-hmm. Now, if you stop, uh, run through here today. Uh, look, I understand a lot of times you hear our voice for the first time. You're on your way to work, and if mm-hmm. you're like most, you're, you know, cutting it close. But if you are able to swing by and see us here today, we do have a registration box for free tickets uh, to the Welcome to Rockville. Yes. Uh, no purchase, no nothing. You don't have to stick around even. Just stop, fill it out, put it in, and you'll be registered. Get the hell out of here. Well, you don't have to, oh. but uh, it's a work day. Now, tomorrow uh-huh. is a big day to come by. Do, does the uh, Richie on the fly here, does that stay for tomorrow's open house as well, or does that leave with us? Richie doesn't know. The box. He doesn't know. All right. Well, anyway, they got plenty of other stuff here for the open house tomorrow, That's including business, uh, up to another uh, 450 off. So we've got that. It's a GFL Friday. Uh, we're also going to hook you guys up with the Singing Valentine again this year. The boys will be in studio with us, so that's fun. Oh. We'll give you all oh. the info. Uh, go ahead and take care of that today. Um, it, it reserve it today. You're going to have the unique Valentine experience for your Valentine. We'll remind you everything that comes with for a paltry cost. With uh, that's for charity as well. So uh, we'll hear from uh, we'll hear from those guys coming up in the eight o'clock hour. And we got lots to talk about here as we get up and rolling. We're live at Lifetime Enclosures on a GFL Friday here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, it's becoming apparent that we cause kind of a furor everywhere we go. Uh, first, an update. Dan says the back feels great today. Yes, thank He's you. Smoothie. Thanks for checking. In fact, anyone stops by our location here at Lifetime Enclosures is to rub the back. To rub his back, which he yeah. says is, quote, smooth as a e, baby. Do you bottom. want me to drive by the station later and let you rub the back? I'm straight. I appreciate okay. it, though. Sure, just checking. <laughs> Checking in on you. Um, we have gotten a uh, text. Now, tomorrow we will be um, breaking bread together. That's fantastic. Good yes. Family time with the, with the gang. With the ladies, with the gang. Cor- yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, apparently, again, the, the furor that we cause is, is leading to. Oh, no. You know, if you think about having to make Saturday night reservations for dinner, with uh-huh. all due respect, you usually don't think of the wing houses. Right, you're gonna oh, you do roll that. in. You're gonna do that at some restaurant or steakhouse, or, yeah, yeah. But I guess uh, uh, Gitsmar John is saying if you want to be a part of the extravaganza, and uh, that you know Dan and I now will playing Super Bowl trivia tomorrow. Playing Super Bowl trivia at Dick's Wings out there. It's on our one in 18 year appearance. You have to make uh, reservations. Apparently, I, that's all. I mean, I don't. That's that's all I know. Do we have that. to make reservations? Uh, if we have to make reservations, and guess what? The we won't be there. Oh. Yeah, I'm just being honest. I'm keeping it real. E.T., can I get some pop quiz music? Johnny, Johnny will find us a tape. Apparently, the uh, Big Orange Chorus has arrived, so they're warming up the vocal chorus. Okay. They'll serenade you with well, sweet songs. Well, we're doing song. them at uh, now or at 8 o'clock? Uh, no, it's going to be uh, after, after the break. break. Yeah. Okay. That's exciting. Um, Dude. Getting a call right now. I don't That's going to mess really up do your that. pop I quiz. Oh, I mean, I kind of understood. I'm on the air here a little bit. All right. Um. I told you before, Trey Young has moved into uh, seventh place all time in career 30-point, 10-assist oh, yeah. games. Oh, yeah, you have. Uh, in fact, uh, in the top ten, four are active. I need the top ten, please, in NBA history, career 
games of 30 points, 10 assists. Oh, this we know. Is, this okay. isn't awkward. You're going to think of those kind of players. Right, well, we know players. Trey. Trey is uh, is uh, seventh. He has 60. And you said he passed uh, Magic. Magic has 58. And I would think uh, I would think Russ would be in there. Uh, Russell Westbrook is fourth all time with 83. Is it is this is it wrong of me to go with? Uh, is it wrong of me to go like Oscar Robertson, Mr. Triple Double? Oscar Robertson is the all-time leader okay. by mile. Okay. 227 games of 30 and 10. Second place is uh, just went over 100 this year. Wow. You know, uh, can I bounce one off E? Use my friend E? Sure. E, are you there? I'm sorry. Yeah, I know you're doing a million things. So. I'll let you boy. Uh, would James Harden be a guy? Do you think 30-10 guy? Yeah, actually, yeah. He was Yeah, he, yeah he's he second all-time. You bet okay. he is. Yeah. Okay, good. Second all-time with over 100. All right. Okay, how many have I gotten? You've got uh, you've gotten Oscar Robertson, James Harden, yeah, uh, Magic Johnson, Trey Young. Did you say Russell Westbrook? Yes, I did. And, and Russell Westbrook. Yes, I did. Dum, da dum, 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 dum. Rockville guy in the house. What Rockville, Chick Fil A, and may want to rub the back. I'm not sure. He nope. doesn't want to rub the back, but you, you can. sure? Because you, you can if you chick, want. You it's baby smooth. Chick Fil A. Yeah, he doesn't. We, yeah, he doesn't need that. <laughs> All right, continuing. You're missing five guys. I'm missing five. You're missing number. How many current? Did uh, you say there were? Because yeah, I got you, two. You said four were current. Right? Yeah, you got one more current, and it's so obvious. I'm annoyed with you. Wow, it's yeah. kind of harsh. I mean, not really. This is incredibly is it, is obvious. It, Who else could it LeBron. be? LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's number three. He's got a hundred also. So KD wouldn't be in there. So he's that's, not. Okay. No. All right. So now we've got six. There's four. Um, <laughs> what's the low number? The low number is. 43. Okay, so it's a guy who's uh, – uh, it would not be my guy, Wilt. He wouldn't be in there because he didn't – I don't think he had – now, he scored 30 a ton of times. You think he might have had 43 games where he dished out 10 assists? He led the NBA in assists one year. That's a safe bet. It's a safe bet. You like that one. Like it. All right, all right. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. You want some food? Donut? Anything? Chick-fil-A? Help yourself. Uh, hey, we do it on the fly here. I like a guy who knows there's a chance to win the free uh, tickets to Rockville, and he stops. It takes Playing two, the odds. It takes two minutes. How about I mean, Will? Why would you not? Uh, the game's over. Damn. Uh, they lose on Will Chamberlain, who's not in the top 25. Uh, Oscar Robertson is one. James Harden, two. LeBron James, three. Russell Westbrook, four. This one surprised me. Tiny Archibald, fifth. Tiny would be a good one. That, that does it because he led the NBA in scoring, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Uh, and he was a uh, great assist guy. Maybe I should have thought assist guys. Then. Yeah. Jerry West is sixth. Okay. Um, Trey Young is seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Trey Young moved ahead of Jerry West. So Trey Young is six. Jerry West is seven. Magic Johnson, eight. Mm-hmm. Allen Iverson, nine. Ah, we should have got him. Eight. And Isaiah Thomas is, is a ten, but Luca's just one behind him. So Luca's coming. Luca's coming. Yeah, you look at these new wave of players. Um, 30-10 guys. Yeah, huh, that's interesting. That's a lot of games uh, to have. And so it's Luka, such a different game now. I guess they can score 30 fairly easily. And by I'm the just, way, the NBA has become so high scoring right now. It's so – it's offensively, it's – I mean, nobody plays defense. The assist part is the hard part on this list. I honestly felt like, Pross, watching – I watched at length the, the Lakers – LeBron's night, the Lakers' thunder. It, it almost had the feel to me of an NBA All-Star game in the respect that 
you know, just go up the court, find yep. an open shot, do some and score, yeah. and come right back to. I mean, it was just like up and down. It's crazy. Well, it, didn't. Was there a game last night or two nights ago where somebody was like one forty five, one fifty? Well, let me ask you this too. I was thinking this in terms in the context of Michael Jordan and the thirty points a game he averaged. Mm-hmm. I think this is a fair argument. I mean, he does his resume doesn't need to be bolstered by hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. But just to be honest, for us having lived through that era of basketball. Basketball games weren't 135-130 then. No. They were 88-86. Oh, yeah. Right? That matters. Oh, yeah. You know, you're probably averaging another 10 points a game if the game was played like it is today. And, again, that whatever. 100%. I mean, eras yeah. know, produce different deals. But that is worth uh, pointing out. All right, let's do this. Let's come back and get you ready for Valentine's Day. You're going to be a hero on this Valentine's Day when you come up with a unique gift idea. That, Wonderful. Uh, the gift of song, one that has always appealed to Dan Hicken. Yes. Yeah. I can. Right. I can give you a little preview if you like. No, that's okay. We'll leave it to the pros. We'll also tell you how you can get that arranged. We're live at Lifetime Enclosures of Spain. Oh no! Why? Why do I have to do this? Red ships of Spain. This is what we call toxic work environment. Richie. Um, and stop by and see us here at Lifetime Enclosures. You can enter to win those Welcome to Rockville tickets. We're on Phillips Highway between. Uh, Bay Meadows and and I ninety five. So that's where we're at. We're at the halfway point of today's drill. Half point. Yeah, it's halftime. Well, you're listening it, to the smooth sounds of Dan Hicken. Thank you, oh, thank you, Richie. Don't, don't encourage him, Richie. Da 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 ba da ba ba do. All right, we are back, man. Hanging out in Lifetime Enclosures. Good to see all the ladies and fellows who work out here. Fifty strong. Making our homes better. You know, and a lot of people are thinking about the Super Bowl this weekend, Dan, but let's not forget the XFL just to be boy. Is that what it is? Josh Gordon. I'm going to give you another try. Oh, I don't know which XFL, USFL. I don't know what's what. No. I'm finally completely on board with that. You'll see which no one. No one yeah. tries like I do, Dan. You can vouch you try. for me. You try. I try every time to get I interested. I sit here and poo-poo it. And you I just try. can't do it. I just no. can't get into it. It's no. just... You have to have some familiarity of, of name or you cannot watch sports. I get my – um, wa- Here's what I don't understand about the idea behind these leagues. Mm-hmm. If American football fans were interested in watching offseason football, we would watch the CFL. Yeah. It's the same issues. Oh, with yeah. the, there's no difference in the CFL and the XFL. You don't know who the players are. It needs are. to be treated as like a minor league or a developmental. Or, like and literally it is a it team, is. like an NFL team, sends six players but to that it. That one thing we had, what, what <laughs> again, I can't keep up with them. But wasn't there a league where all the teams played in Birmingham? Yeah, that was the that USFL was last year, last wasn't year. it? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what the hell is that? I don't know if they'll keep doing that, but yeah, it's hard to grow a league. That's the USFL version. The XFL, I don't even know who's what anymore. Like I said, I, no. I've, I've been more fair than anyone in giving those you leagues have. chances and trying they to. They don't work. But it doesn't matter. You can put Steve Spurrier as coach. You yeah. can put yeah. your favorite play. It just doesn't yeah. work. You have to. We were going to, one year, you're going to have a Florida team with old Gators and old Seminoles right. and old Hurricanes. Uh, and guess what? It's the ones you barely remember. Yeah. The ones that couldn't make the league. Yeah. One thing that we love about sports, and I think it gets lost sometimes, is that we like the tops in competition. That's what we want to watch. Yeah. No one turns on the TV every week and watches the Corn Ferry Tour. Those guys are great golfers. Right. They're going to be great it, golfers. Right. And in many cases, half the field would be beating half the field on the PGA Tour. Yeah. And take it a step further. Not as many people turn on the PGA Tour to watch an event where the big boys aren't there. I think uh, we're talking Iceman hockey at the top of the hour. I think that 
the Rangers made a trade yesterday. They did, a, and, uh, uh, like an all-star level. Well, player. it was a big trade, but but one of the guys the Rangers traded, I think, played for the Icemen this year. Oh, this year? Yes. Yeah, so we'll ask. Oh, because uh, it's a Coach it's a, Luco. Uh, if that if that was correct, somebody told me that. So anyway, but back to football, back to the Jags, as we start to look ahead to 2023 and get, like I said, I think it's going to be just an off season of of joy and you know season ticket buying and you know I think that Shad and the and the and the the powers that be will unveil plans for their what they'd love to have for their redone stadium that they're going to build there, but. Essentially, tear it down and start over, um, but have the the framework or the structure. But anyway, we'll, we'll get more on that when they do the state of the franchise address. I'm guessing, and, and and it's time. It's time for that, and it's a good time for the Jags, quite frankly, because there is so much optimism about our football team in this town with Trevor Lawrence and such. And I said it when they drafted him, and you know, and they, they really should. I mean, it should be like, uh, you know, I, with all due respect, uh, you know, they have that big, <clears throat> big, uh, 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 it's not a poster. What do you call it outside the stadium when you walk in with all the players? It's in essence right. a gigantic yeah, billboards, almost, billboard, so. whatever, whatever you want to call it. It should be one just banner, a, almost banner, a, big banner. a banner. Yeah, it should be just Trevor Lawrence. Just Trevor Lawrence should be on it. Might be. And and because every year – How about a statue? Should we put one of those up too? He'll get one eventually. <laughs> I love it. But we'll be moving into the right uh, – statue. We don't have any statues yet. No. When does he go into the pride? Like 2026, you think? Probably. Once he gets a bowl, he should go into the pride. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but with all that said, look, optimism will be high. The team will be competitive. But – we did have a team that had to come back in a lot of games last year. Next year, the schedule gets tougher. There's no question about it. And we can always sit here and just can't too, make too much into the schedule. You know, uh, we've pointed out, everyone's pointed out, six teams will come into the playoffs, six teams will leave the playoffs. Uh, you don't want to be I, that team. But, look, we play a first-place schedule next year, and that's going to be fun. Uh, but it's also going to be challenging. Get a lot of them at home, and they really made strides of becoming a better home team. And your point is valid that they had to come from behind. They had some, you know, somewhat miraculous wins there against mm-hmm. Dallas and Baltimore and others. But one thing I liked about the way this season ended, those last two regular season games they needed to win, they, well, until the Tennessee game, they put, yeah. a, they put a hammer down on the Jets and Texans. That's true. Like a good team would do, That's right? True. That's true. You know, these, it's, it's not – And we, in hindsight, the, the Texans was – you know, they were playing good football. They had beaten the Titans week before. Oh, yeah. They had taken the oh, Chiefs yeah. to overtime. And we we weren't sure that we were going to roll out to Houston and, and whack them. And so beating the Jets and then Houston and then, you know, uh, the Titans game, we got lucky. This whole miracle season almost didn't happen. You don't get that 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 scoop and score at the end of the game. They're probably going to lose that game. The NFL is all about change, and we'll hit a draft, and the Texans are going to have Young or Stroud or Levis, and the Colts will probably have Young or Stroud or Levis. So – um, we're going to have two new cats in the uh, in the division. The Titans, who knows? what? Uh, I would never discount the Titans making a run at Aaron Rodgers, for example, or something along those lines. So I would keep an eye on all these teams and what they're going to do in the offseason. I think Vrabel is a very good coach. Uh, they, put the, they put the blame kind of on the GM because they got rid of the GM midseason, and the Titans then promptly lost five or six in a row to end the season. So – uh, but I, I I firmly believe the Titans will play a Vrabel brand of football and be a competitive team. And then it'll be uh, Houston or um, or uh, Indy trying to come back up. Last night on the award show, uh, 
it's one of the good morning. I don't know the good morning football guys. Do you know their names? I do. Okay, name the guys. Peter Schrager. He's more of the He's taller, black-headed, black-haired guy. I get him and the other guy confused. Um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Kyle Brandt. Yes. Okay. So which one is the more Kyle Brandt is the more guy? Kyle Brandt. Yeah. Is yeah. he? So Kyle Brandt had a, a Bill's the Bills Mafia guy. Yeah, he, okay. He, he that's actually, him. That's him. So he actually did I didn't meant to meant to bring this up. He did did you notice he did the open of the Chiefs um Jags? No, uh, oh. the, the Bengals game. He's oh. walking through and he's passing all the guys that are out. They're playing the role. Oh, no, I didn't. I yeah, didn't see you know that. how they did it yeah, up yeah, yeah. For, for the Jags yeah. against the the classic one that Malkovich won. But yeah. anyway, so Kyle Brandt has this he's doing the um Angry Run of the Year Award. It was just a bit, and he's running around the. Yeah, he's, he's the one that does that. Okay, so he's doing the Angry Run of the Year, and he's pumped up, and he's showing all these great runs. And Najee Harris did a, did one to a Falcon guy. It's basically stiff arm guys. And it's amazing. Yeah, Derek, yeah, yeah. Derek Henry wasn't in it, but uh, uh, Najee Harris took a Falcon dude and just slaying. And and Brant's doing it and it's like a, like a wrestling. That's unkind, Najee. What were you thinking? Why would you do that to that man? Yeah. And but the but the he's uh, getting a bigger role within the NFL because like I said CBS yeah. used him to do that and he basically strutted through different scenes of okay. this guy's out and you're out and you're out and you're uh, out these two are left kind of deal but the winner was Damian Pierce and his run against the Jags unfortunately uh, here here yeah in remember the run that yeah. won the game remember yeah. it was six to six and Damian took it down to like the one yard line and he broke about I don't know twelve tackles on the way it was not a good. Look for our Jaguars defense on that particular one. Yeah, but, that'll happen. But Damian Pierce won it, and uh, so they, he was celebrating. It was a funny bit, but it, I, and obviously I remember that run. So, uh, but it was good stuff. But anyway, point being that the AFC South, despite being down for so long, when you start stockpiling like Houston has, you look up one day if you get the right quarterback and you'll be back competitive the, like the, we have. The key is this Stroud, Young, Levis component. Those Which one th- is the good one? Or two. Yeah. And, and do, or none. And do those ri- division rivals get them? Yeah. That's also you yeah. know, up still um, still up for debate. Okay, we're live at uh, Lifetime Enclosures. Y'all swing by here yes. uh, either today to register for tickets or tomorrow for the open house uh, uh, up to an additional 450 in savings. But, you know, every year, Dan, we've kind of partnered with the Big Orange Course. Yeah, we love the BOC. Yeah, these guys go around town. They do these singing uh, Valentines mm-hmm. for uh, your Valentine out there. Mm-hmm. And they can go anywhere. I'll let them explain it more. Let's bring in our buddy Mike Sobolewski, who's back in our studio. Big Mike's here. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Big Mike. All right, but Mike, before we uh, go a little further, I guess folks can either go to BigOrangeCourse.com or call 355-SING right now and go ahead and book that. And and you guys are going to be out and about all over the First Coast on Monday and Tuesday this year. That is correct. Uh, We've Hopefully, we still have some spots open for Tuesday. Uh, It's a lot of fun to go out and, and sing and deliver Singing Valentine to your Valentine, whoever that might be. Surprise the heck out of her. Uh, and it's just a lot of fun, and it's, it uh, benefits our chorus and helps us you know, do other things later on in the year in singing and performing around Jacksonville. All right. Um, by the way, this is the this is the best bang for your buck you're going to get on Valentine's Day. Okay. All right? I love the big orange chorus. They're still pricing like it's 1995. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's again. True. 
delivery all day Monday and Tuesday. Right. That you, you they, 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 look, I've sent one to Mrs. P before. I know you, Ox has sent one before. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mm-hmm. out there have sent them before. And so these dudes will just show up at your, your wife's place of work or they can go to her, her home or, mm-hmm. you know, wherever it is she can mm-hmm. be. Or a and surprise her. Right that so, evening, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, restaurant that evening while yeah. you're with her. That's even better. That's why the pro- professionals are in studio. But not only do you get the two songs, you get a rose, a big Hershey's kiss, a personalized greeting card, a digital photo of the occasion. Oh. All for $75. And when you tell them you heard it on 1010XL, they'll knock another five bucks off. Wonderful. Now, you tell me where you're going to go knock out Valentine's Day with this kind of creativity for $70. So, without further ado, Mike, if you and your collection there. A preview. Yeah, could give us a little preview of what people can expect when you knock on their door Valentine's Day. Let me call you, sweetheart. I'm in love with you. Let me hear you whisper that you love me too. Keep the love light glowing in your eyes so Sweetheart, I'm in love with you. I mean, I, I, it's, 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 there you it's, go. it's, yeah. Dulcet. I got Hick and Wayne in, gang, just so you know, yeah. when they come out to your door, uh-huh. you're not going to get that off key version what of whatever mean? Dan was trying to. He can't I help it. I, 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 I sang along a little bit. <laughs> he can't help Sorry, himself. Big Mike. He yeah. can't help himself, guys. I mean, it was he beautiful. Can't, he can't help himself and, and it, look, it's just—it's like an ode to the past, almost too. It's just such a cool thing. It's such a unique and, okay, Valentine's hey, Jeff, game. We got uh, something that's a little bit better this year too. What's oh. that? We have a virtual Valentine. Oh, that oh, you tell can me work. You can sign up for a virtual Valentine, uh-huh. and that's—and that's a lot, lot less expensive. It's thirty-five dollars, and oh. we will record a quartet. Will record a, a, a song and a special message. Uh, which we'll, we will send out email on the morning of the 14th for wow, Valentine. So so cool. And you guys have been doing this for a long time. It's for a good cause. You know, we're at Lifetime Enclosures uh, uh, today, Mike, and uh, the lady that works here f- uh-huh. with Jeff, her father was y'all's president for a lot of years. What's your last – what's what's Tanya's uh, last name? Claire. Claire. That's her father's last name? What's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yes. Claire, yeah, Claire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she, yeah, she, she works here, and yeah, she was uh, excited that you guys were on today because the Big Arch Course has been doing this a long know, time for a long time for a lot of good cause. You got one more for us before we yeah. let, let sure you go, we Mike. Can do that. All right, encore. Here we go. Encore. Turn off Hicken's microphone. Don't let him ruin this. Don't one. do it, E. <laughs> heart of my heart, I love you. Life would be not without you. Light of my life, my darling, I love you. I love you. I can forget you never. From you I ne'er can sever. Say you.
is as smooth as silk they are, Dan Hicken. That's uh, the big orange chorus. It hurt that you turned off my mic. They've got awesome singing valentines. That's what they do. They show up and knock on the door. What a uh, That'll be a memory of a lifetime. And you can order right now at bigorangechorus.com or 355-SING. And, uh, again, tell them you heard it on 1010XL. Get $5 off the already un- unbelievable low price of 75 bucks. All that stuff included. Um, Some would say they sing as smooth as my back. Your back is very smooth after yes. yesterday's backwax. Uh, yeah, that is true. Right. Yes, uh-huh. that's right. <laughs> Not the metaphor they're looking for. Maybe uh, just me. <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> fellas. Uh, now, listen, I know this, too. Now, Mike, last year you guys were in studio. You called me like an hour later and said, shut her down. We're all filled up. So I know. Yes, pe- we- people need to get uh, get on this this morning. They can take care of it. They put it away. They book it. Boom. And 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 uh, there you go. You guys That's are just exactly you know, right. making Valentine dreams all over the first coast. And we thank you guys for allowing us to do this. This is a this has been a enjoyable for us too. All right. Well, we love having you. Appreciate you very much. Okay, good. Thank you so all much, right, gentlemen. There he goes. Uh, there they go. That's thank the big you. orange course again. Go to go to bigorangecourse.com or three five five. Seeing get more intel. We're going to take a, a quick break here. We're live at the Lifetime Enclosures. Our home studio away from studio, and uh, it's beautiful here. They've got an open house this weekend. Uh, you can stop. We had another Rockville guy stop by. He another passed on the opportunity to rub Dan Shave back. So he's still over on that. Back with more next on a GFL Friday. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Dan, we, we talked earlier about you know what the future of the Big Twelve is mm-hmm. now that we know Oklahoma and Texas are coming a, a year early. Um, if and we, then we talked about the SEC, if they, if they broke on their own. Mm-hmm. Could 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 there be a bigger plan in, in play? Don't forget, USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. That was their response to Oklahoma, Texas. Yes. I mean, is there a world where the SEC plucks four more, the Big 12 plucks four more, and then that's it? If you're not in that group, then see you later? I think eventually we head down that road. Sure, you want to be in a super conference So, like that's in the, the way we go. You know, in the ACC, I mean – now here's where it becomes. I think this also has to happen. You got to split football and basketball. You can't be the same leagues anymore. There's just too many off brands, right? All right. You tell me Kansas doesn't belong in a in a real conference when it gets to basketball. Season? Oh yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be the you know sticking point. North Carolina, sure, of course. So who like you know if that were the case, the natural like inclination would be okay. Let's just say for argument's sake. The SEC poaches four from the ACC because geographically that's where we're at. And the Big Ten poaches four from either the ACC or uh, or the other two leagues. Who would the four be? From the ACC? Yeah, if the SEC took four from the ACC to get to 20. No, what are we at? Yeah, to get to 16. 20. Yeah, to get to 20. It'd be, I mean, it seems pretty clear. It'd be FSU, Miami, Clemson. Maybe not Miami. Does Miami make the cut? Miami could go Big Ten. They could, you know, you just, yeah. uh, Miami makes the cut though. If we, if you go to two, but you know, we're probably more likely to get three twenty than two, right? You're not unlimited to 40 schools. You can find reason to get 60 in there at least. I don't know. I, I'm more, I'm just, I'm really intrigued by how this all shakes out. Yeah. You know, to grow up like we did, and this is all of us. You don't have to be a boomer for, to, to have this recollection. I mean, this whole new revamped, you know, conference setup as far as the teams go is new that's a new phenomenon in the last you know 20 years i guess 30 uh going back for the sec mm-hmm. 
you know, there was there was a day where you know the SEC had its ten, the ACC had its eight, the Big Eight had its eight, the Pac, yeah. Pac eight. I mean, right? Wasn't everything an eight? Wasn't it a Pac oh, yeah. eight and a Big Eight when we were growing up? How about that, yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting uh, going forward. And again, uh, we'll see Oklahoma, Texas join the SEC in twenty four, USC and UCLA go in the Big Ten in twenty twenty four. Realignment continues to uh, shake and bake in the college football world. Do you know? Caleb Boateng is, you know that name, I Caleb think. Boateng. He's a former Florida Gator offensive lineman. Tragically, passed away Thursday last night. Didn't we have a Boateng receiver who transferred? I don't know what happened to him. He originally signed with Clemson, if I'm not mistaken. He was out of South Florida, Fort Lauderdale area. Very highly rated um, kid. Uh, ended up walking on in a transfer portal situation to Florida. Um, I don't know what he passed away of he was a big kid and it's um a very sad story so i know that a lot of in the gator nation have mentioned it on social media and what happened and um uh yeah so uh, caleb botang who joined the gators as a walk-on in 2021 um passing away uh, at the age, uh, young, I remember young, that young we, age. The Gators had a receiver named Botang years ago. Yeah, was it not like Niall Botang? Yeah, Noah Botang. Yeah, I wonder if been. there's a relation there at all. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I'm reading the uh, the pamphlet this morning. Oh, okay. Fine work by our our guy Eugene Fournette. Yes, he's, what he's right. Well, he wrote an article on Colin Castle and just what a one man team he's been. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. Yeah. But over the course of that article, it gets into the deeper picture about Florida Gator basketball in year one under Todd Golden. Mm-hmm. And then uh, gets into the storyline of, of Florida's, like, bubble chances this year. Do you see a scenario where Florida is going to be NCAA tournament worthy? This year? Yeah. Uh, I Do I see a scenario? Yeah, yeah. I see a scenario. Do I think it will happen? No. So you really don't see a scenario. I mean, yeah, there's a scenario for every single team well, out there. Like I mean, okay. Tournament. If Florida – Is Florida's scenario any stronger than Vandy's? They've got real similar re- resumes. Um, Basically, yes. you have to win the rest of your games. I, I don't know. Todd Golden's argument If was Florida this. goes 11-7 and seven in the conference and finishes – That's that's if, winning their last five. Well, they have six left. Okay, okay so they yeah, – well, yeah. No, they're six and five. Yeah. No, they're six and five in league. Okay, and they have seven left. Okay. Because they still have – I don't know what I did. I'm doing something wrong. They have Kentucky left uh, with a chance with a big win there um, if they can beat Kentucky. Um, They've got to sweep Vandy. They've got to win in Athens. they got Arkansas, I believe, Arkansas is a tough one. And uh, uh, LSU, who's not very good at all. And that'll be a home game. Florida won out there already. Yeah. So I would think Florida needs to go five and two. But I think, well, I think Florida needs to beat Kentucky and win the other games. That's the scenario. I don't know that. I think the scenario, I don't think five and two is getting them anywhere, quite frankly. I mean, we'll see. The the argument that I found to be a little bit strange. Well, here's the thing. You you know, uh, 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 who's bracketology guy? Lenardi. Point blank said if Florida wins against Alabama the other night, they're in. So they can't be that far away. Six and five. I don't think they're getting in, though. Six I don't think they'll go uh, five and two the rest of the way. The problem that's going to hurt Florida is that there are other teams in the league, like Missouri's six and five, Arkansas yeah. six and five, but yet on the you know overall Missouri's eighteen and six, Florida's thirteen and eleven. Florida beat Missouri though. 
But when you parse down it, well, that's uh, <laughs> what about Arkansas? They're seventeen and seven, although yeah, the they're same, rallying. Same record as Florida, six and five. Well, if Florida beats them, though. Do you know Alabama was undefeated in the conference? Yeah. Not only are they undefeated, they win like every game by like twenty some points. Again, Texas A and M is nine and two in the I league. I know they deserve a lot of credit. They're not very good. I will continue to tell you, and I don't think you agree with well, me. Well, that deep that deep you, SEC you that get I into like. your yeah, you get into your Ken Palm and your knit net and I've your never looked at the Ken your, Palm, but the net rankings and I, your 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 other things. No, they're not and mine, tell me that okay. the SEC is a, a powerhouse. And I've told you from January early January, the SEC is vastly overrated. Well, here's what's happened. Alabama, by the way, who's undefeated in the conference, played one out-of-conference game this year and got whacked Whoa. by Oklahoma. Come on. They beat Gonzaga. They didn't play one out-of-conference game. They played this year in, from January forward. Uh, okay. No, you have they to played one out-of-conference yeah, no, game, no. and they got that's whacked. Fake. You are fake news. That's, yeah, that's, that's not fair. They beat Gonzaga earlier this year. I don't know what to tell you. Gonzaga is not Zag- what they usually are. Well, they're, they're good. They're, they're a good they're team. Okay. They're okay. They can't beat – they're not going to win their conference this year. St. Mary's is going to beat their A. St. Mary's lost last night to Loyola. I don't Mariners. care. Okay. So I don't need to settle down. Alabama is – You wave that SEC Flag. I'm not waving the SEC flag. I was going to agree with you, but now I'm not going to. I'm just going to do that. <laughs> just a con- point uh, of contention. By the way, Alabama this year. Yes. Uh, my bad. They lost to Gonzaga. Uh, Al- <laughs> but Alabama this year did, did beat number one at the time, North Damn Carolina, you. and number one at the time, Houston on the road by uh, six. Come they, on. They beat number 12, Michigan State. So uh, Come on. Yeah. What? Michigan State is middle-of-the-road team fighting for their life. Houston's number one. North Carolina is not even going to make the tournament. But they were number one when they played. They were number one based on what they did last year I mean, when they played. Hey, listen to me. If your argument is Alabama's no good, let's just move on. I'm That's not. Silly. I'm just okay. telling you that the SEC is not okay. that good. Well, again, and what I was going to say is it has boiled down to Tennessee and Alabama are the only two teams okay, let me ask you this. that are left. Let me ask you this. You're asking me to make an argument that I'm not backing. Let me ask you this. What? What? Ask me. How much do you want to bet? You, everything's about bet with you. I know. Elite Eight. Will there be an SEC program in the Elite yeah. Eight? Yeah. Okay, that's where I would say no way. Okay, I will bet you that, yeah. You want to bet me that? Yeah. No, I don't want to we- spin the wheel Just or a gentleman's bet. Just a gentleman's bet. That's fine. I think Alabama is a 1,000% one of the best eight teams in the country. Okay. That Vanderbilt team that just beat Tennessee, Alabama beat by 57 points. I know. Alabama's Alabama, good. Alabama beat the rails off of Florida. Yeah. Beat them worse than anybody's beaten them all year. Okay. Anybody besides Alabama you'd like to think will get to the Elite Eight? Um, Who's an Elite Eight team? I think there are. I know you won't make the argument for Tennessee because no, they're not. Well, they could be Elite Eight. They, yeah. They're not going to win at all. You only got to win two games. Four. You got to win the first game. Then you go to the round. Oh, 32. Not four. Three games and you're in the Elite Eight. Not four, three. You win your first yeah. round, which is a gimme. Then you win your Sweet 16 game, and you're there. So, yeah. Yeah. just to make it there, yeah, I think it'll be – Yeah. They'll have one. I don't know. To make it there, you're winning a Sweet 16 game, uh, maybe maybe not as much. Yeah. Tennessee's capable of making the – I don't think they can win at all because yeah. their, their, their yeah. basement has been so low. Yeah. But I, I would not put it past Arkansas making a run to the eight or one of these – you have to catch – Catch fire. They're gonna have I haven't seen Arkansas. Seven. They're playing better. They weren't very good for a while. They've had injuries and such. They were, frankly, a disappointment. Everybody thought Arkansas was a top-10 team. Well, easy they're, this year. they're also a team that's transitioned. Like, all those guys, including JT Note, the, the, the JU transfer, you know, they're building their entire you know, promise this year was on that great recruiting class. Yeah. Boy, ask Kentucky how that's going. Ask Duke how that's going. Yeah. There's a, I don't know what has happened. 
but the impact of these freshman basketball players and recruiting classes immediately become portal. national portal, champions. Portal, dude. Yeah, because other teams are answering with experienced players, and these little 18-year-olds aren't cutting the mustard. I wonder, too, if well, – well, I don't know if this is – when a Duke or Kentucky signs a player, they automatically get juiced up in basketball, but in the like case, in football. But in the case of those two, Dan, if you follow it ahead of time, those guys are already ranked there before they sign them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – they're the McDonald's All-Americans, the I mean, 24 Cats. Cal, Cal hasn't been to a tournament in three years? Or no, no he no, went no. last year, but he hasn't gotten lost, out of the fr- well, weekend. Pro- problem last year is there were two states that lost round one. Yeah, he hasn't got out of the first weekend in three years. Well, and you would know that if you were listening up there, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. you don't think well, they and know? I, and they should. And, and by the way, it might be t- – and Cal Perry's a hell of a coach, and he goes somewhere else and he can build a winner – but sometimes it just, just get it gets it runs out. Yeah, yeah and, and and Kentucky is the ilk of a program. Now look, it's not easy. They went Billy Gillespie didn't work. This guy, you know, you doesn't get a work. Good coach. Yeah, they went through a bunch of guys to get to the yeah. one that they want before yeah. they finally got you know snagged. Cal. Who is the? Is there a? Uh, oh, by you know, the way, you know who the next coach of Kentucky is going to be, right? Who? You know who it's going to be? Who? It's going to be Billy Donovan. That's who it's going to be. You think he'll jump out I of the do. NBA? I do. I think he's done it long enough. He, Billy ain't going to win a title in the NBA, and the NBA's got to drive you crazy. Eventually, those athletes drive you crazy. And he's sitting with the Bulls up there with that whole Zach Levine. Guys, it's just a, it can't be fun. Hey, E, are you there? Yeah. E, go to my Twitter and my tweets, and you'll you'll see second from the top. Uh, maybe the wildest finish to a college basketball game you'll ever see. But it's worth a listen because my man went – you could tell he's a kid doing play-by-play because it's, it's in New Jersey City. It's NJCU against Rowan, Rowan College. NJCU, I, I think. Do you have it? Yep. Can you play that whole clip? Listen to my man doing play-by-play. I'll, let me give you, Let me set it up before you play it, E. And then, by the way, we, from that clip, we'll uh-huh. go to break. Uh-huh. Um, then we'll come back on the other side. We it's seventy-one sixty-seven, Rowan. Okay, so their NJCU is down four, with five seconds left. NJCU has the ball. So when they hit this first three, it only there's like two seconds left, and it only pulls them within one. But listen to my man's excitement here. Inbound, swung around, jump shot. It's good. Ryan Savoy cuts it to one, and then JCU has it! Floater! It's good! It's good! Jason Battle at the buzzer! And JCU wins! <laughs> He's losing his mind, isn't he? All right, E.T., I have a assignment for you as we go I to love break. that kid. Uh, by the way, <laughs> circle back and put a conclusion on, on that Florida article in Castleton. Uh-huh. The one thing that was in there, and the reason I ask you as Florida team, is that, that – Todd Golden still believes that they firmly are going to be on the right side of the bubble, and he says they don't have a bad loss, and that's where I would disagree. Like, he views a bad loss as they haven't lost to anyone. Can't, I know Florida Lakes having a great year. He can't lose to them. Well, my point, his, his point is he's looking at it strictly, you know, as an analytics guy. They have not lost to anyone who's not in the top 50. Oh, I see. They don't have a loss to yeah. somebody below the top 50. Right. That's about my definition of a bad loss. When you go to Alabama and they beat you by 40, it's a bad loss. When you lose at home to FAU, it's a bad loss. Yeah. There are a lot of bad losses. When, yeah. West, when UConn came into town and embarrassed you on national TV, yeah. that was a bad loss. Yeah. So, there's that. Uh, E.T., I will get with you in the break. I have a uh, – have you seen this TikTok with this uh, Sean Kelsey? The other – the forgotten Kel- – the lost Kelsey brother? There's a third brother? Yeah. Have you seen it? No. 
Yeah, we're going to have to track this down in the break, E.T. I'll talk to you oh. uh, in just a second. Meanwhile, to GFL Friday. We are live here at uh, Lifetime Enclosure. Stop by here this weekend and see them uh, for the open house. And you heard the Big Orange Chorus before. Those phone lines are open, 355-SING or BigOrangeChorus.com. And go ahead and book your Valentine's, uh, singing Valentine. And make sure you heard it on 10, say you heard it on 1010XL. Um, already low price of 75 be just 70 bucks. So, hey, man, we're, we're churning it out this morning. You're listening live to the drill. All right, so uh, here we go. And Clean up this mess. As a tip, it wasn't too big a mess. We felt like we played <laughs> it up for an hour. Um, but, yeah, it is a parody count, but it, it's it's interesting. It can get you because the women's voice and the other voices you hear in this are the Kelsey family. So so the dude went and got the Kelsey family. He got, got the mom. The mom, uh, you know, play along. Is, plays along. Yeah. And so this guy has put out this TikTok, the, the lost Kelsey brother, right. Sean Kelsey. Right. And then it puts together a little uh, production here. It's it's uh, quite entertaining. While researching this in the uh, middle of the break, I found out that Jason met his wife. Jason, the center, mm-hmm. met his wife on Tinder. Uh, that's uh, not they surprising. Have, they have two children. Okay. Uh, the little boy wakes up singing Fly, Eagles, Fly. Okay. So a lot of excitement on that side of the Kelsey family. Well, and, and you it, tell me that the parents are divorced. Well, and they're, and they're, they're not – there's no pretentiousness about it. Uh-huh. Mom was on the, on the podcast with the two boys. Which would explain why you never see mom and dad together much. Yeah, well, they, they right? divorced like as they were in college. They got them through college, and then I guess they divorced, but – but so they're doing they're do they're doing the podcast and they've got the mom on right. as the guest and Jason the old one asks mom mom why do you hate dad <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind of family right they could yeah. go at each other uh, a little bit yeah he's going to pass on the back wax good for him we have another entry yeah, another entry into the uh, uh, tickets to disappointed Rockville. none of the dudes want to check the baby soft uh, why, smoothness of the back most men don't like rubbing other men's backs Richie are you sure you don't want to give it a little and yeah, I, okay. I, it looked, he said um, yeah so anyway the Kelseys are a cool uh, family and they play along with this parody here it is the forgotten Kelsey brother my name is Sean Kelsey I'm Jason and Travis's older brother. What's it like being the third Kelsey brother? Man, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's rough sometimes. You know what? I, I've always said that Sean it's has fun. his own special gifts. I just wish he would move out of the basement. And, you know, I have a podcast, too. Welcome to the Kelsey cast. It's the only time I really get attention is when people accidentally stumble across it because they think it's my brother's podcast. <laughs> the world's number two Kelsey-hosted podcast. It just sucks only being known as someone famous as relative. My next guest is Arch Manning's dad. I think we're so <laughs> proud of all of our children for all of their accomplishments. Look, I, I love my family. Don't get me wrong. They're great. But I, I just, I don't think they understand what it's like for me. Hey, Mom, how come you never want to wear my jersey? Uh, honey, they don't make JV jerseys <laughs> for the parents. <laughs> what about, like, my actual jersey? You know, we could, like... Stitch it in with theirs in the middle or something. Didn't we have to turn it back in to the school? Remember because they said it was so clean and basically still like new, they needed to reuse it. Like all the stuff they do that they get credit for, like most of that comes from me. I'm the brains. Like Jason's parade outfit, that was my idea. But it was his day, so I just let him have it. And Travis, don't even get me started. I'm the one who showed him The Rock on SmackDown when we were kids. And that was my Beastie Boys CD. I was listening to it. They just overheard it. 
<laughs> Hi, my name is Sean Kelsey. So there you go. Well, that was yeah, good. Yeah. That was good. I like how mom played along. And if you actually watch, you can Google it. You don't have to be on TikTok. I'm not, but I saw it. And mom plays along really good. Mm-hmm. Mom's got, you can see where these boys get their personality. And again, if you're doing a podcast and you can, say, dad? And you can say, hey, mom, why do you hate dad? Or vice versa. I think dad plays along too. Mm-hmm. She said, by the way, that her and dad remain friends, whatever that means. I don't know what you're talking about, Jason. Right. There's they a- are a crazy couple of dudes, man. They good have a football good football players. Great football players. One is a Jason sure- Kelsey may, get, may go to the Hall of Fame. That's what I'm wondering because yeah. Travis is in today. He's in. Yeah. 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 All right. You want to do now? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit of uh, Jacksonville Iceman hockey before we uh, step aside this this break. And as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Let's get Nick Luco in here, uh, uh, Coach. How we doing, man? Uh, not too bad. How you guys doing? Doing good. 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 Doing good. good. Guys, continue to play some really good hockey. I know that you got to be. Uh, you know, I mean, you're in the middle of it right now, in the teeth of the uh, in, in the schedule. Just talk about the week that was for us. Yeah, um, you know, more of the same. It's every night. Every night's a big game in our division. Um, yeah. Got a little bit Jeez. of the uh, injury bug hit us. We've lost five defensemen in the last two weeks. So, kind of plugging and playing on the back end. But we're uh, finding ways to win games. So, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Coach, I wanted to ask you a question. I had somebody tell me. The, the Rangers made a trade yesterday. And uh, I think the kid's name was Skinner. Did he play for the Iceman this year? Yeah, he played uh, – he was down with us for, uh, I'd probably say, like two months. Um, okay. But, yeah, it's uh, part of the business, I guess. Uh, yeah. We got him going I mean, enough to be some trade bait. So <laughs> I know. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, that he's already, you know, he got the Rangers and the Blues made a trade. The Rangers got a, uh, a winger who can really score and and uh, uh, was a, has been a vital part of the St. Louis Blues franchise. But they traded uh, one of their players, and they also traded, I think it's, is it Hunter Skinner, I believe was his name? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I, it lets you know. I don't stuff like when stuff like that happens. Does is that could that be uplifting to the guys? I mean, just to see and not the trade itself, but the fact that people notice these these guys. I mean, this is good hockey. This is hockey that can lead to opportunities. Yeah, exactly. I think um, you have to be positive about everything. You know, for him. He wasn't getting much of an opportunity in Hartford. That's why they sent him down to Jacksonville to, to play some minutes and play some games. So, right. I think for him, it's it's probably going to be a better opportunity to go up and play in St. Louis's uh, American League team up in Springfield for a little bit, and mm-hmm. hopefully, he can make the NHL one day. Yeah, we've talked about how good your your division is and how uh, competitive it is, Coach. And the other side of that is, if, if you're a fan. And you say, hey, let's go to the Iceman game tonight. Or, hey, let's go to the Iceman game tomorrow night. Or, hey, let's go see him play Orlando on Wednesday. The one thing you're getting, even if you're not, like, aware and you're not an East, you know, a, a, a league expert, you're facing a good team. And the stakes are high. That's the other side of being involved in these, you know, in, in these playoff races you're going to be involved in. And, and you know, we, we've talked about this really almost every week. But just another side benefit, you guys, you know, you guys are getting a challenge, and so is the opponent every time you play, it seems like, this year. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, every game's back and forth. The pace is really high. There's a lot of skill. There's physicality. So, you get a little bit of everything with our games this year, which is which is awesome to be a part of. I've been kind of starting to call it the American League B division just because there's so many good players <laughs> in our division, and the games are yeah. so so intense and, and, and so skilled. Visiting with Nick Luco, he's the uh, head man of our Jacksonville Iceman. And, uh, 
So what do we got? We got a couple home games this weekend, right? Yeah, uh, we got Atlanta tonight, Greenville tomorrow. So, and, you know, another couple, two big ones here in the standings. They're all neck and neck. So, um, you know, the thing with us is last week I talked about our defensive game. We've been giving up uh, two or less in three straight games here. So, got to keep yeah. it rolling. It's working. It's working. All right, Coach, appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. We'll catch up with you next Friday. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. All right, there you go. Nick Luco, the head coach of the Jacksonville Iceman. They're home this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Go out and check out the Jacksonville Iceman, man. It is a lot of fun. I promise you. I will guarantee you that you will have a good time. You, If you have never been to a hockey game and you said, Hicken said, go to the hockey game, I'm going to the hockey game, you're going to go to the hockey game and you're going to say, man, that was fun. I'm going back. Uh, this is the drill. We're heading to the 9 o'clock nasty. When we come back, we're live at Lifetime Enclosure. I'm looking at these Super Bowl de- uh, teams, Dan, and obviously the first thing you think of is, is is Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Right. Sure. But if we're going to really, like, contextually put our Jacksonville Jaguar franchise where it is right now, uh, you know, up against that uh, standard of being a Super Bowl team, I, I the further removed we get from the feel-good season that we had, Dan, the stronger I am, we have got to rebuild the defense. It has got to be completely overhauled. It is nowhere near what a championship defense needs to be. These two teams playing in the Super Bowl, Dan, mm-hmm. in the playoffs, in two playoff games. Uh, the Eagles have eight sacks. The Chiefs have seven sacks. That's first and second in the playoff field. The Jaguars, I will remind folks, played two playoff games and got what, two sacks? Well, let me ask you a question. Is the team that is built, is constructed, will they be better next year because they'll get better? Because, of, like – I mean, obviously, Walker's the big focal point and whatever. Let's say he gets six. I don't – again, my personal opinion, I don't think Trayvon Walker's ever going to be a sack guy. Maybe he will be. I think he's a six-seven guy, six-seven sack guy at best. I think he'll play more with his hand in the dirt as we go forward. I think he's a good football player. He just wasn't the number one overall pick. But that's neither here nor there. My question to you is the guys that we have now, will, 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 will Fadakasi or Hamilton or Roy Robertson-Harris or Josh Allen, will those guys be able to combine for – 45 sacks next year, 50 sacks. Those four for 50 sacks? No, all the team. The team. Will the team yeah, be yeah, yeah. better next year with the well, guys that they have? That, because there's not – you You can say rebuild, but let's – we also got to be honest here. There's not a lot of rebuilding to do. You can't. You're, you've got salary cap ramifications. Well, I guess that's that's the job of the coaching staff to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Every team has salary cap ramifications. Uh-huh. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, now entered the window, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't they enter the window with what they did in the postseason? Well, sure. They, yeah. they, there's two windows for the Jags going forward. There's the pre-big contract window that doesn't count against the cap for Trevor and the post-big contract uh, window that does count. But they should be, because, of, uh, because you have Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, you should be competitive every single season. Yeah, I agree with that. And so that's where this, this – the, the, look, no, they, no, they can't. Okay, they can't so find, they're not fine. If if no one if if nobody changed places, I don't see where they're going to get sixteen more sacks next year than they had this year. The other thing that the other reality the the negative reality for the Jags is this year extremely blessed with injury problems. That's true. Didn't have hardly any. We lost Cam like towards the end. We lost Smoothie towards the end. But that was it. Um, lost Etn a little bit here and there. But yeah, to your normally point. every year in training camp, some big. One of your starters goes down. For the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every team. Yeah. It's not just uh, 
So I'm not trying to hex or anything. It just that's the reality. Okay, so. Dan, and when I say overhaul the defense, then maybe we need a whole fresh new perspective. Let me tell you what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. What they did this year. So if they come back expecting improvement, run the same system, put the same guys, yeah. the defense is not going to be good okay, enough. But will the offense be better? Yes, because of Calvin Ridley and such going forward. We think they'll be better. Not and- good enough to not win without any defense. The Eagles play defense. They play defense. It'll be fun. You know what? It, get a good look at what the Eagles do on Sunday. They're going to win the game. The, the, I've changed the my Chiefs, mind, by the way. The Chiefs. Um, you know, they, they're going to, the Jags gave them 27 both times. It's too many, but that's the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs scored 27 ter- against that's, everybody. That's not terrible. Yeah. So. I don't think they'll get 27 on Philly. You don't think so? I, I've changed my mind. I think I, I think I asked y'all and then we said, and I think y'all both said, I don't know, did I ask you who you were rooting for or who you thought was going to win? No, I picked the Eagles. I, and I said the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs would win as yeah. we get closer to the game. I'm waffling on that because – I'm getting down to the reality that the Eagles have the number one pass defense in the NFL. You know what else I saw that was interesting about that? Because everybody says, oh, Orlando Brown, Orlando Brown. I think Ross Tucker tweeted it, but I'm not positive. But one of the sites tells me that the Chiefs tackles. And remember, Kansas City revamped their entire offensive line after the Super Bowl debacle against Tampa, where they got tossed around like rag dolls and Mahomes ran for literally 500 yards all around the field that night, okay. you know, trying to escape. Mm-hmm. The two tackles that they have are like the fourth worst in allowing pressures. Right now? Yeah, this year. And if that's the case, because remember, they, they – Boy, it makes that Jag zero stand out more. They – yeah, they they revamped that, that offensive line. Remember, they had Eric Fisher who did his Achilles – I had a lot of guys. Well, they, they were, hit the mother load last year when they had to, those two, like, all-conference performing rookies. Well, they got Creed Humphrey at center, yeah. which was huge. Um, and they had another one. Maybe it was a free agent signing. They had another hit in that line that, like, allowed them to bounce back from the from the Tampa. Here's the one thing about the Chiefs. like I They signed uh, that Tooney guy, right? Yeah. Here's the one thing about the Chiefs. Trey Smith was is a guy they brought in from that's, Tennessee. That's it. I, you don't feel like – you don't feel like the Chiefs will get blown out, though. I will no, say that. no, no. Every no. time the Chiefs lose, it's like an overtime game, except for the t- Tampa Bay Super Bowl. I wonder what the Chiefs' worst margin of loss is, except for that Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Do they ever lose by more than seven? Ever? Regular season, postseason? Seems like every time the Chiefs lose, it's like overtime. I know the last two playoff losses were, right? Right. They lost in overtime to the Bengals. They lost in – who did they lose to the year before? The Patriots got him in overtime, mm-hmm. you know, with Brady one year. So it's funny we're talking about offensive lines because some people think, and Tony didn't think this, but I've heard it said that the Eagles' offensive line is historically great. Huh. So and they well, they got. We've talked about Kelsey and Lane Johnson. Those are all pro level players. I mean, Eagles just, went wire to wire in offensive line rankings according to PFF. I just I like again if you we are you we are living in a. But the pa- the Chiefs uh, rounded out the top five this year, so they were good. Where were the Jags, by the way? Um, Jags uh, line does not grade as well as it seems like they played us. I think I saw they were twenty one in the one I saw. Philadelphia has obviously Kelsey, and they drafted that Driscoll kid. I remember when they drafted him. He's an Auburn kid. I'm almost positive, and he's out at right tackle. And and you know they Dickerson they brought in. Um, it's the FSU kid. 
FSU-Bama. The Chiefs were fourth, down two spots with Orlando Brown, Creed Humphrey. Andrew Wiley's the other tackle. Um, but when you look at all these personnel deals, look, at the end of the day, it's the, it's the huge shade of Kansas City Red and Patrick Mahomes' aura. Oh, yeah. It's the only reason you would think the Chiefs can play in this game. Everything you're listing off is telling you how dominant the Eagles are. Everything. Most sacks, best line. Here's another one for you. Ready for this one, Dan? Yeah. The easiest way I can say it to you, Jeff, is that Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he'll yeah. have to play. And it still Super may not Bowl, be enough. Super Bowl MVP esque yeah. yeah. to beat them. Yeah. Because here's another stat. It mm-hmm. hadn't happened much. But this is the third time in Super Bowl history that the number one pass offense has faced the number one pass defense. Defense okay. wins. It's not that the defense Dominates. wins, Dan. It's that the two of the biggest blowouts yeah. in the Super Bowl. Broncos, the Seahawks. Seahawks yeah. And the Bucks beating the Raiders, yeah. which was a blowout. Yeah. So the closer you get to this game, yeah. the more and more you should feel like your football and intellect should be telling you the Eagles are going to win this game. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm a little concerned about the Eagles' road to this championship game. I think that's their, fair. Their playoff stats are unbelievable, but it's, yeah. there's a reason. Yeah. Now they got the Giants, who aren't that good, and they get beat a the, the Josh 40, Johnson-led 49ers the, the 49, team. They were dead. That, that 49ers team they beat is like a 5-12 and 12 team as they yeah. were constructed. I, I do think it's a little unfair to say the Giants aren't good. I think the Eagles beating them makes you say that. Yeah. They, had, they had won at the Vikings the week before. Okay. I mean, that's fair. They're as, as formidable as, you know – any nine and eight or team would be so, but at the end of the day, that's why they've won their two games. What's the score? 68, 14 or something. It's something ridiculous, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. 38, seven, 31, seven. I think it was something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they had just have an, an incredible margin of victory through the two games. And, and you can see why now well, the chiefs are a different animal and the chiefs also have, I don't know if this matters, but the chiefs have a, um, you know, they have a, decided advantage in postseason history yes uh, i will say though for a andy young... reed is a better coach than sirianni too so i've also got this i'm big on this i'm retribution guy uh, yeah that's 10 years apparently not long, not long enough i root for andy reed because he got canned by the eagles too i root for that storyline and i don't think he even is motivated by that no. but i am yeah, yeah, thankless so-and-sos. There you go. Now, the Dougie P won him. Same, same with Dougie P. Yeah. If Dougie P ever faces the Eagles, beat the hell out of him, man. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, I don't – but, again, that's, that's – a- Dougie P has a little bit more. Andy Reid had kind of got – look, we've both been here long enough. It's probably best, you. you know. And he had had some – you know, that dude has had a lot of family trauma. Oh, yeah. I think he lost a child to, to OD. OD when he was and in the other one's going to jail. He's got one in jail now for a DUI, so. Price they pay. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's a, a, it's, no, it's a that, real story. There, I think there's some correlation there yeah. between those things. It's just hard, unfortunately. Dude. I mean, it's hard. And, and in today's world with the influences your children yeah. are getting, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. pay attention. Pay attention to their social media and their phones and all their stuff. I mean, it don't. it is not the same simple world. that. In, in fact, I think parents now, the generation of parents are more aware than, you know, maybe even we were yeah. as to, the, to that. I mean, social media and the phones have been around now for a generation yeah. for but at that point, they weren't. You know, mm. at that point that, that Andy Reid was having this, uh, you know, this family trauma. Yeah. To say the least. It's great. I love this. I love the Super Bowls. I love everything about them. It's, um, it, it'll be fun on, on Sunday watching. Uh, again, I, I just I want the Jags to be there desperately while I'm still doing television selfishly because it's the one thing I really would like to get done on my, uh, my own little 
bucket list is cover my team in the Super Bowl. For a lot of years, I didn't even have a team. So when we got the team, uh, uh, we've gone 28 years now. We've been close. We've knocked on that door. What is worse? Is it worse to lose the Super Bowl or to not get to the Super Bowl? I would always. I saw yesterday there's still 12 franchises, Jeff, in a, in a parody-driven NFL. That have never been? No, that have never won. I think it's much better to go than to not go. You do? I do. Like the Bengals have never won a Super Bowl, right? But, but it matters they've been to three. They're 0-3. Bills have never won a Super Bowl, right? Went to four in a row. Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. 0-4. So, I, now it hurts. Now the you... Lions, the Texans, the Jags, and the Browns are, I think, the four who have not been to a Super Bowl. I think it hurts if you've been multiple times like that and don't win. Yeah. Like, I almost would rather – no, I'd rather go anytime I can go. I want to win as many games as I can. If you're going to the Super Bowl, you're winning one more than others, right? How did the city of Buffalo took four in a row hard? Um, I'm sure they did. I know they did. And especially the way they lost some. I mean, it kept getting progressively worse, too. Yeah, it did. Although, is it progressively worse? Uh, here's a, a similar question. Would you rather you know, lose that game wide right, be competitive the whole game? Oh, my God. Or get blown out 52-17 yeah. and never be in it? Oh, I don't know. It's a great question. So, anyway, the Super Bowls have been fun. Uh, the MVP will be Mahomes or Hurts, most likely, um, unless somebody has an ungodly game, like, you know, a receiver catches 14 balls. Uh, the over-under on Kelsey's 9.5, play that one. That's a fun one. And, and Target, we'll, targets, not catches. Targets, targets, targets. Yeah, all you got to do is be a target. He doesn't even have to catch it, just attempting to throw it. Throwing to Kelsey, yeah. So I have in front of me. Um, what do you got? Is, this is by FanGraphs. Mm-hmm. When do pitchers and catchers reports? Any day, isn't it? Pitchers and catchers. Uh, we've got a few. Uh, Ten days, maybe. End of February. I don't know. Well, we got the twenty twenty threes. What's interesting about the projections? They seem to always undershoot on the win totals. It's like they're afraid to say they're going to win one hundred and four. You know what I mean? But it was very interesting to me in the AL East. This is Zips. This is FanGraph. This is what these all these guys use. Pakoda, whatever. Put whatever one you want. They got the Yankees third place in that division, Dan. Really? I saw an ESPN like Power Grid had the Yankees as the number one powerful team. Who do they? Who do they have ahead of them? Toronto. Toronto eighty eight seventy four. Tampa Bay eighty eight and seventy four. The Yankees eighty five and seventy seven. But I mean, we're just furthering around here. We're not going to go busting around these silly divisions. We're going to go right to what matters: the East of the National League. National League East, the projected standings. Oh yeah. Oh, I take this right now, running my friend. A Twelve game shellacking of the competition in the East. They what? Got the Braves ninety six and sixty six, and the Mets eighty four and seventy eight. How do you explain that? How do you explain that? Eighty four and seventy eight. Oh, twelve. I mean, I'm just going to be cruising in. I, yeah. I'm just going to be yeah. celebrating in September, Hick, to drink lemonade, waiting on the playoffs. That's dumb. They give the Braves. It, well, I mean, I can I just end the season right now because the Braves, according to this ranking, are the most likely to win the World Series. Eighteen and a half percent. Kiss of death, right there. Dodgers ten percent. Cardinals ten percent. This is the first year that the Dodgers have taken a hit and not gotten better. That's fair, right? First time. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time the Dodgers went backwards? This any And look, what, they went 116 last year or whatever? Something stupid and then choked it away, which I loved. Yeah. But, there, no, there is uh, 
And also to keep in mind, this year will be a little bit different in one respect. We, um, Who beat the Dodgers? Padres. Yeah, we uh, won't have 19 games against each other. Yeah. It's, it's down 12. to 12, I believe. Well, the season starts here before you know it. We open up with the fish, I believe. I think we got in Miami. We, we don't get home for a week. We have the Nats, maybe. I think we got the fish. Uh, I think the audience will get to chock full of baseball talk as we move on. But I, yeah. I find it interesting when, like, the, remember the one year I went crazy on the Pacota? I was right, by the way. Remember? Yeah, they had the Braves winning. It was similar. It would like you have a reason to to hear that and go prosser mode and say, "Wow, that's crazy." Eighty-four. Yeah. I mean, we won ninety. Blah blah blah. One hundred one. You won 101 games and lost the division. Did we win 102 or three games? 101. Oh, it was a tie, technically? Yeah. Um, yeah, why are you going to go? Are, are, do you consider the Mets to be better, worse, or the same than last year? Uh, I. What do you think they are? Not projecting per se, but just like your gut. I don't right? know that we'll win 101 because yeah. 101 is special. But your team, like but the lineup you send out, the. I mean, because what's the loss for the Mets? What's well, the, it's not Degrom. I mean, he started eleven games, okay. so in a way, uh, it's, but did they not add enough? Like Met fan would say, they didn't add enough offense. Well, we would have liked we would have liked another <clears throat> bat, but you know, I mean, again, the kid, the kid who's not going to start, I think, with the Mets, our catcher, the number one prospect in baseball, uh, he'll be up, and then you've got Escobar and Beatty at third, which. One of them emerges. Escobar had a pretty good year last year after all was said and done. Yeah, he had that one, like, slump, it felt like, in, like, yeah. September, August, but then he got going um, again late. Our outfield is not <clears> – I mean, it's – Nimmo is so, a, a surprisingly highly rated center fielder. Like, he's one of the top – I don't know, he's, like, one of the top five in a lot of the stats. But it's Nimmo, Canna, and Starling Marte. They're all good players, but they're not gr- – there's no all-star there. I think the most interesting, intriguing thing is, you know – Anthopoulos is batted about a thousand when it comes to making the moves. Well, and he's putting that record up again. I mean, they're going with Arcia and, and Grissom at short. Yeah, I mean that's an all-star level player that's leaving one of the top defenders, and you think you're good enough there. And left field also not addressed. So I mean, they're going with Acuna and Grissom slash Arcia and the, and the gang staying together. I think the hope in Atlanta and the belief is the starting pitching is going to be even better because Soroka and I. You know, Soroka, whatever. Let me know when he pitches a game. But yeah. Kyle Wright taking that jump up last year makes a makes a big deal. All right, let's make a turn for home and go to our final segment. We're live today. I like it. Lifetime enclosures. Again, reminding you to order that singing Valentine. You heard the Big Orange Chorus song with us earlier. Go to BigOrangeChorus.com. $75, bucks, 5 off if you mention 1010XL. <laughs> about a daily's double take let me yeah. tell you a team that de- desperately needs to find a quarterback fast because right. there is a division out there that's ripe for the picking the, the nfc south was already terrible there oh is, yeah like no one won the nfc south the bucks just lost it less than everyone else didn't tampa go eight and nine i believe they did i believe they won the division at eight and nine did they uh, so it's an awful division right yeah but man you want to talk about a disparity heading into this uh, to the spending season mm-hmm these are the salary cap numbers, the estimated ca- salary cap space in the NFC South. The Saints, $57.5 million over the cap. That's last in the league. Oh, boy. Okay? The Bucks, $55.5 million over the cap. That's 31st in the NFL out of 32. The Panthers, not quite as upside down, but they're 9 and a half million over the cap. That's 21st worst in the NFL, okay? So you got those? Yep. Saints, Bucks, you know, 55, 57 yep. million. Pan- the Atlanta Falcons, 
56 million under the cap, second best in the NFL. Atlanta kind of over, you know, over delivered last year, didn't they? Yes. You know, they 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 beat some teams. They hung around games. Yeah. They need a quarterback, man. Here's what Atlanta's going to do. You know, they pulled almost even in the division. Brady's gone. There's no clear team. And they're going to sit here and they're going to mire themselves in this idiotic quarterback nonsense for two years. They're going to run Desmond Ritter out there for two years mm-hmm. before we realize that, oh, I guess Desmond Ritter's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. And they're, so they're going to waste. Uh, they, you know, we talk about these quarterbacks that are available. I mean, why wouldn't the Falcons go get Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. I mean, short term. Yeah. Or somebody like that. I mean, if you're a team of that NFC South, it's got to be awfully tempting to want to try and strike. Now, you know, you got the rest of the league to worry about. I get it. But that, that division is, is horrid. And it doesn't – I mean, is it going to get is a ton hard. better? It is hard. Just awful. So, I was looking at one guy's sort of prediction, and the, it, they feel like with Oklahoma and Texas coming, it'll be a nine-game conference schedule, which means, by the way, a lot of these non-conference game contracts that we've announced, you know, Florida playing all these different teams – are probably going to get tossed or thrown out or tweaked or whatever. So that could happen because you're adding a, a conference game. And this one guy predicted uh, Florida's little pod or three. It's a three, not necessarily a pod, but it's a um, three permanent games, three permanent games, and then six, Rotators. three others home and home. So you, know? so you can call it a pod. You can call it whatever you want. But you yeah. Have, well, yeah, for, I see. I don't know. Then, so it doesn't. Here's that's that's a mistake. Well, one guy said it shouldn't be a pod because Georgia should have every year Florida and Auburn. That shouldn't be, and those not necessarily in the same pod. Well, Georgia, he's got Auburn, Florida, Kentucky in the same pod. Not the pod, okay, but the same. Okay, yeah. well that makes sense. That's Florida, what, Georgia, South Carolina, Oklahoma. I see. I don't like losing the LSU. They keep stripping us of these rivalries. Well, the Tennessee, Auburn, you lose Tennessee and Auburn was lost years ago. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that. Tennessee would have. Although it makes sense to try and branch out to the Oklahoma, Vandy, State. Alabama, and South Carolina—that's a win. What? Uh, well, you got to keep Alabama if you're Tennessee. They're your biggest rival next to Florida. Or uh, might be time to ask Vandy to go play somewhere else. <laughs> well, you really should. It's, a, it's if you play Vandy every year, that is a that's competitive. Even though Gators lost to him this year. Fair enough. Um, but also fair enough, they've lost to him like twice in forty years. And in fairness to Vandy, they would do Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Missouri. So. If you can't compete on that level, then get out. Well, we've already determined they can't compete on that level. Yeah. We know that. Vanderbilt is, except for James Franklin, has never done that. And they say this one is more likely Florida would get Georgia, Tennessee, and Auburn. I Okay, that's fine with me. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. I like those. You know, call me crazy, Dan. I like those rivalries have been around as long as time. Oh, yeah. Well, you Tennessee know? wasn't. Tennessee know, didn't that, start till the 90s when they yeah, realigned again. Yeah, and, and almost – Almost mid-80s because they happened to cycle through at the end of the 80s. But, yeah, they didn't become every year until 1990, and they played them every year since then. <clears throat> but that's long enough now to be a rivalry, right? That's 30-something years oh, sure. straight. Sure. But Auburn, they played a lot more than that. The kill-the-Auburn rivalry was just dumb, I thought. I mean, the Auburn-Florida had a good rivalry. Uh, e, do you want to see what's trending? No. Yes, he does. He's not messing around. No. Uh, uh, let me uh, remind everyone. Uh, that training is brought to you by Pet Paradise. A new year, new puppy. How about a new journey to health with our friends at Pet Paradise and New Day Veterinary Care? Pet Paradise, the ultimate in modern uh, technology and facilities. A great staff that loves your pet and veterinary care like no other. If you are not already using Pet Paradise, you just don't love your pet as much as your neighbor. Go to Pet Paradise. 
<laughs> Number five. Yeah, I just call it like it is. ESPN's Mina Kimes is set for a huge payday. The contract of ESPN's Mina Kimes is up, and she's looking to crack seven figures. Hey, I know she was good, but man, seven figures? They just giving her money. I'm just saying, yeah, man. Whatever. Mia Kimes has. A, I agree with you. Mia Kimes has a lot of things going for her that's allowed her to make all that money <laughs> that quickly. I mean, that's fair. You know, people don't bust into business and go shooting up to seven million unless they have a whole lot of the pillows laid out in front of them and a path that the, the hirers want them to take. That's she definitely that's fair. She worked her way. Good up or not, sure. you don't deserve to be making seven million dollars three years into your career. That's ridiculous. Ooh. Whatever. Whatever. Whatevs. Is Whatevs. Whatevs. Number four. Oh, Russell. Russell, Russell, Russell. Yeah, what's going on with that? I saw the headline. Didn't read the story. What'd he do? Oh, Russell Wilson's Why Not You charity Oh. Um, is using less than a quarter of its income. Yeah. That's supposed to be helping the kids. Well, I'm going to say, say this about that. I, I listen, and, and, and that's wrong. But to me, that sounds more like an oversight than a... I mean, the guy makes gobs of money. You know, I think he's probably just has somebody's not somebody that he's trusted is not is take you know not paying attention to the to the chair. But you have to pay attention to that because there are a lot of scammers out Correct. there that, that yep. try and get a job like that just to do that. Correct. But I'm sure he, generally speaking, people of his ilk will have others, family members, friends, kind of run their foundations and such. But you got to do a good job at it, man. Because, yeah. Because. People do examine those, and it happens all the time. And, and, by the and, way, and, and, and the, I don't know the number. I don't know what the right number is, but I know that it's not a quarter. It's not a quarter, and it should be. It should I think be it should be closer to 80, 90 percent. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what the charity. Yeah. The charity. We some. You know, charities become big business. You know? Correct. Yeah. Charity is not supposed to be business. Charity right. is supposed to be working for free yeah. to help people. But That's if you're what raising, means. if you're raising, say, ten million dollars, and yeah. you're only doling out two and a half. Yeah. Not good. Right. In 2020 and 2021, Wilson's Charity reported spending about $600,000 on charitable mm-hmm. endeavors. But mm-hmm. the, his, uh, the payroll for um, the employees was about $1.1 million. Now, again, and again, as they do the deep dive, is Russell paying that out of his pocket? So if he's paying that out of his pocket, if he's paying the salaries out of his pocket, that changes things. And I don't know how they do that. Nonetheless, I'm going to, I'm going to bank on... The fact that Russell Wilson is not using a charity to get himself rich. He's got no, a wife that. who's loaded. He's making m- millions. So I think it's more of a oversight that you need to but address still, and resp- take care of. But like as we your said, name's uh, on it. you got to take care of it. And that's your responsibility. And you should come out and nip it in the bud and right. say, hey, look. Or don't call it your charity. Yeah. Don't right. have one. Right. Anyway. Number three. Chick-fil-A is testing a new oh. sandwich. Oh, I heard this. Without the chicken. And I want no part of it. No. The Is new it sandwich. Yeah, it's a cauliflower. They're testing out a new uh, a vegan option made of mm-hmm. cauliflower. Yeah, I'm straight on that. Mm. Good luck with that. By the way, if this means my Chick fil A sandwich goes up 12 cents a piece because of this lunacy of making a cauliflower sandwich. Why would it go up? Because you're going to have to devote a lot of product that ain't going to sell. That's why. Oh. <laughs> I got this Listen for to me. you. I like you to. I like you to let's uh, give Chick fil A. Chick fil A has earned the benefit of our doubt. Has it? Yes, it has. You know why? Because it's the best fast food in America. No, you know why? Because of the chicken. That's uh, why. Well, maybe it'll be chicken-flavored cauliflower. What if you bit into one and you said, oh, this tastes just like the Chick-fil-A sandwich? Then I'd have What a, if you did that? A cauliflower filet. Huh? Yeah, we're, we're out thinking this Chick-fil-A. 
They may be, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt. If they want to do something healthier, then just leave the bread out. Oh, that? dear. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Call Number two. Down. Stop it. Leave that to some knuckleheads. You're Chick-fil-A, man. You're better than this. Oh, no. Brett, Brett Favor is in the news. Yeah, Brett Favor's fighting back. Oh, he's fighting back. He, he said, I had enough. And it he starts with you, Uncle Shannon and Pat McAfee. Yeah. For, yeah. for allegedly <laughs> defamation over his Mississippi welfare case. So. You know, I, I'm not saying Brett Favre is innocent or guilty. I don't. It doesn't look good from what I've read, but whatever. <laughs> but I do like the fact, and look, you know, I mean, sometimes some of those dudes go too far, right? And good for somebody for calling them out. Yeah. You know, I'm you okay can't that. say that about and, me and, if it's not well, true. And, and locally, that's that. there's a situation like that developing in politics where one of the candidates for mayor is suing the local TV stations uh-huh. because he sa- you know, he says they know that this attack ad is false and defamatory oh. and you're running it anyway. Well, I can't so, speak on that. Well, people are – but point being, and it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. It's just the, 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 yeah. the concept in general. Uh-huh. People have had it. Huh? You know, there, there's this notion today with social media, anything else, that everything goes. You can say whatever you want about anybody, mm-hmm. and and look, guilty. I'm sure I've done it a million times oh, myself yeah. about oh, yeah. people that aren't within ears range. What did we say about Richie just the other day well, on I, air? And now he's here, so we can't. No, or he would sue us. And if he did, he'd lose. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. He's giving us hand signals over here. So what's that? You're walking out. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Put his fingers out the walking motion. I'm walking out of here. I'm out of here. And the uh, <laughs> the NFL honors was hosted last night. Yes, it was. And some of the big winners, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, he took home the MVP. Mahomes. The, the AP coach of the year wasn't our guy, unfortunately. I no. think our guy should at least got second. Peterson but, uh, was third. Yeah, was I, there, third. There's arguments for all five of those guys. In fact, sure. Peterson was third, but got less first place votes than the fourth and fifth place finishers. He got all the second place yeah. votes. Yeah. Um, AP Comeback Player of the Year was Geno Smith. Uh, I kind of that's, that's an easy one, isn't it? It was. I kind of agree with you, Jeff. The AP Offensive Player of the Year, although he had an amazing. I year. think Saquon could have been Comeback Player of the Year. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this question though, to to the point he's about to make. Mm-hmm. Is the MVP not allowed to be the Offensive Player of the Year? It has to be, right? Well, who is it? JJ. Yeah. I got news for you. If the MVP plays offense, he's the offensive player of the year. <laughs> it seems like a silly redundancy to me to have. Maybe a, we shouldn't have that, uh, right? Or maybe if you if you're the MVP, then we eliminate that side of the ball's player of the year or something. Yeah. It just seems weird to me. I clearly Justin Jefferson is not the offensive player of the year. Damn you! Because an offensive player won the MVP. Mm-hmm. I like JJ. That's it. Yeah, that so was we got. it. And also, uh, well done. Uh, That's what's trending. But also remember it in because uh, it's black. oh e, oh, e history. What yeah, do we got? E, e history. Yeah, so, the month of E. <laughs> about uh, seven years ago, I entered the uh, the the radio industry with yes. hopes of you know trying to be on air with a, mm-hmm. another local station here. I spoke about it Never in heard magazine spread. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was doing air checks for them, you know, trying to get work my way on air, I finally submitted my air checks, and um, an executive at the time he told me that. My voice was too mature for radio. Too mature. That's a that's a new one. Too mature. Too for mature radio. for radio. I it, could see too immature for radio, like yeah. that cat we heard calling the basketball game. Oh yeah, <laughs> my I voice like that was guy. too mature for radio. Then Ten Ten XL found me, and I've been on air ever since. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's E history. Hey, hey as we go to, to play out. as we go to break, can I can I ask you uh, one favor? Can you cue that up one more time? That play by play, and we'll get a little immaturity. I like this Stand kid back. a lot. I want I want this kid. Uh, Rowan and and 
New Jersey State. College U or whatever. That's, didn't they have the leading score of like years back? Remember? Sure, they did. Did they not play Trey yeah. McBride? That's maybe that's maybe that's thirty-seven Jersey and a half a game. I don't know why you have uh, to be the way you are. <laughs> Here is the. So we had to break. We make the turn for home next. But again, down four. Five seconds left. He got a little too excited when they hit the first three because they were still down a point with like two seconds left. He, he left out the part. He didn't quite paint the picture of how they got the ball back, but you'll hear they got it back. Yeah, he was in a panic. <laughs> it was beautiful. We're at lifetime enclosures. Here's the call. Inbound. Swung around. Jump shot. It's good! Ryan Savoy cuts it to one. And NJC has it! Floater! It's good! It's good! Jason Battle at the buzzer! NJCU wins! Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL rolling with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, let's do a little housekeeping before we turn it over to Jaguars today. Just a, uh, another shout-out to our home studio away from home. We've been at Lifetime Enclosures today. We've had quite a few people uh, stop by, fill out the uh, uh, the ballot to get in that uh, Welcome to Rockville tickets. And everyone is shooing the possibility of rubbing Dan's baby butt smooth back, so I was happy to see that. Uh, they here at Lifetime Enclosures uh, have an open house tomorrow, so you know lots of uh, different reasons for you to come out to either enclosures or flooring. Um, uh, including an additional 415 savings on any of the other great deals that they have going. So there's that. I'll remind you one more time before we get out of here. Uh, the Big Orange Chorus, the Singing Valentines are up and available right now at 355-SING or BigOrangeChorus.com. A really cool, unique Valentine's gift day idea. And it'll cost you just 70 bucks when you mention 1010XL. So, again, go to BigOrangeChorus.com or you can call 355-SING. So, with that, we turn it over here on the Super Bowl week, uh, the last football Friday of the year, and, uh, and bring in Tony and let us know what's going on in Jaguars today. Hey, Tony. What's going on, Jeff? Good, man. Good. What you guys got cooking today? We'll have Tom McManus in with us as we actually turn our attention to the Super Bowl maybe a little bit today. Right, right. We haven't done that much right. uh, here with how deep the Jaguars got into the postseason this year, but we'll at least give our opinions on what we think will happen this Sunday between Philadelphia and Kansas City, and we will react to the news coming. Tom Pellicero was tweeting about 15 minutes ago. The Jags are hiring Chad Hall as their new wide receivers coach, so that spot has been filled on the Jaguars' offensive coaching staff. He spent the last few years as the wide receivers coach for the Buffalo Bills. Contract was up, so he's heading down here to Jacksonville. All right, and, you know, those assistant coach swings happen all over the league. There's, you know, you're going to have some comings and goings. The Jaguars receivers coach left for, I believe, University of Texas. So, with the opening there, that's been filled. So, that and more. All your Jaguars news coming your way on Jaguars today. So, Tony, Mike, Tom McManus, you all have a good time. Thank you. And we'll see you on Monday. Enjoy the Super Bowl. That'll do it to it for us. Shout-out to the Glugan Richie making things possible out here and our friends at Lifetime Enclosures. Enjoy the Super Bowl game on Sunday night. We'll see you on Monday morning. Bye, Felicia.